Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, sales surge 10,000% on news that the bright green oval will be removed from the front of the Manly jersey. What's the secret of being a successful Tigers and New South Wales hooker? Mum's the word, says Benny Elias. Nathan Brown takes our right in the party line way too literally while displaying a complete misunderstanding of male anatomy. And we preview all the action for round 14 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 225 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, and of course, if you are a new listener, give us a shout and we will uh, put your name out there on Twitter and stuff like that if you want to get some new followers and stuff like that. We have people out there who like, they join Twitter because they want, you know, just because they listen to the show and they want to be a part of it. And uh, we are very happy to uh, put your name out there and get some uh, followers and new internet friends around you. Um, how's it going? Good man. Recovered. Recovered from last week. What was last week? It was just tiredness, wasn't it? Or were you actually having some sort of syphilis? Or... I was talking about state of origin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but we're not going to like go massively into it, because at this point, it's like a week after the game, so yes, fucking... And everyone's analysed it to, exactly. to fucking been, death. I mean, you can, you can hear our, our thoughts about it, but we're not going to be going into any um, ginormous depth in like match reporting sort of situation I've uh, got, gotten over that loss and back to the normality of the weekly losses just, just weekly come, come losses. being with a, a pair of pants fan <laughs> uh, mailbag this week um, mad dog underscore no space if the titans make the finals can I count on you guys to help put up 23 into some kind of bunker for a few months <laughs> I think a bunker that we then fucking seal with fucking concrete because you think a few months I mean like <laughs> Mup, Mup came back. Like I remember, you know, this is, you know, remember the day of the Daily Cherry Evans backflip yep. press really. Like he blocked me about three hours. The second there was a press conference booked, he blocked me. Like, <laughs> like so, so that's the sort of preemptive strike that we need to take against him now. Because uh, actually, I'm, I'm enjoying Mup's tweets this year. He's yeah. uh, it, it's it's good to see the Titans fans. Actually, it's good that they, that their team can actually play a little bit. I, uh, um, no, I, I don't want to put him in a bunker. Yeah. I want to put him in one of those giant Zorb balls. Yeah. Because they're basically soundproof. Okay, yeah. Strip him naked and Why? just have him run around the streets of the Gold Coast. When's the Commonwealth Games on? Oh, I don't know. That'd, so, be, that'd be a great advertisement for the city, the, the naked Titans fan running around the Gold Coast <laughs> inside a Zorb ball. Just stick him, a, on the, stick him on the tram lines and they can just go down the light rail. They can just go bonk and just rolling down. But then gradually, every time the Titans win another game, yeah. it'll gradually fill more and more with his own jizz <laughs> as he's running around the Gold Coast. 
Yeah, that that pitch is disgusting. I I actually don't approve of that pitch at all, to be honest. Um, My Saguna 85. It fucking hurts me to do this. Is it it me, or when Nate starts each app promoting sports, mate, at the end, Jay sounds like he's, and then puts some emojis, you know, indicating masturbation. When he says at the end, stats. Saguna. Saguna. That is the joke. About a month ago, someone said... That, you know, you sounded like heavy breathing, heavy breathing yeah. or something while I was doing the sports mate read. Yeah. And so, uh, as a joke to expand upon that, we then <laughs> we then purposely recorded, <laughs> and that's that's kind of the joke. So good, you, you haven't actually uncovered the, the any fucking mysterious mysteries. <laughs> in, no, I mean, there's no great secret here. You haven't solved fucking Agent Saguna Mulder. You you want to believe? <laughs> you want? No. You, you, yeah, I mean, we we kind of deliberately did it, and mm. I thought it was really obvious that we did. Um, M51 Avoider jumped in and said, uh, "How dare you two show enthusiasm for a sponsor?" In reply to that, <laughs> and yeah, that's not that. That's yeah, that's that's uh, that's not the point. Oh, that that I was looking to make. It's just like, dude, that's a fucking joke. Pay attention. <laughs> I mean, come on, son, you're better than this, or may or maybe not. I don't I don't know. Mm. Tr- but try. Tune in next week when Saguna tweets us and tells us KFC sponsors the video ref. If I get Greg Lewis can't count the two. <laughs> Voodoo Rock. Robbie Farrow has done a Tonya Harding on Maddie Ballon, I see. Hash weapon of destruction. weapon of destruction. Hash frozen schnitzel. Mm. I feel bad for Maddie Ballon. I mean fancy uh, leaving the club that you love and served diligently, won premierships, all that good shit, played origin. To go and like have one game at fucking Disconticlinesville, yeah, and then blow out your knee and you know potentially end your season. That's a um, that's a pretty big fall from grace. Like uh, last week, we were talking about the the worst ROIs in the NRL. Anyone that's gone from Manly to anywhere is or is always at the top of the list, or has been contracted for ten mil at Manly. But then no problem because the heavens hasn't left Manly. <laughs> And he'll go on, and you'll see over the next. You'll see over the next couple of years. Yeah. You'll see the glorious glory. But premierships and whatnot. Tweet us in and talk about the biggest, uh, the biggest individual declines or falls from grace. So you're actually talking about a player, a player, a fall. player who, who went from because Matty Ballin was was heir apparent to to Cam Smith. Yeah, but I mean, he never. I mean, the fact is that Cam Smith is just never gets injured, so he was never going. I mean, that that was parallel careers. Like he was never going to be the guy unless the guy, and when the guy was out, he was in. But it, you know, the guy was just never fucking out. Yeah, like but he's then, not younger. You know what I mean? But then like, there, so. was, there was never there was never any talk about him, um, you know, even being a bench player or a utility well, player for Queensland. That's because Queensland don't carry two fucking guys in their yeah. side. Oh, well, you know, they took a they took a Michael Morgan in. Yeah, but I mean, Michael Morgan's not a hooker. He's a guy that's versatile. No, 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 but he's a, a number he's of a non-forward. No, but he's a, he can play a number of positions as well. I mean, he's like complete he's complete backline cover. You know, in combination with shut, shutting, you know, shuffling other people around, yeah, and things like but that. But again, Matt Ballon could have been, and he did play on the bench a couple of times for Queensland. Yeah, he's he, not like he never he, carried on with it. And then yeah. even when he was going to, because they're club, very specialist, though. Oh, they're special, all right. Fucking cunts. I mean, you don't. They, they pick up the ball and they pass it left or right. <laughs> they're not made for running into the teeth of defence. They're actually run. Oh, they're running into the back of other players as yeah. they retreat things. They're not like made for the tough stuff. They're not like edged. They're not going to bust the line and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. But uh, but 
Who else? Who else is the biggest fall from oh, Grace? Oh, fucking, I think, hands down, the biggest fall from Grace would have to have been... For, or, well, no, not hands down. That's that's crazy because people are going to bring up some, some really poor players. But Matt Orford has to be fucking close. When he, when he like, came back to, like, when he, to he, Canberra? He had an okay season in 2009. Like, okay. Um, went to went to England. Mm. Terrible there. Like, failed to deliver at all uh, for Bradford or whoever he played for. Came back... And, like, what the fuck was going on there? Yep. Like, he was gone within, like, yeah. you know, half a season sort of thing, wasn't yeah. he? Like, he was yeah. literally, like, a mid... That's... To me, that's one that really sticks out in my mind. Yeah, okay. um, But, yeah, I'm wondering if there's been anyone... And I think that the caveat is it can't be, like, an injury-based one. Like, Campisi went over to England. I mean, his, knees, his knees were d- destroyed. So it wasn't like he, he suffered this massive loss of form or anything. I mean, dude's body just couldn't well, no, but hack it, it. But if somebody has one injury and then comes back from it and just just goes into nowhere's Phil, that can count. Yeah, well, fucking Maltzen's a, a, another classic example. Yep, there's another good one. I mean, that dude, he was... I remember when they were positioning him as, like, the West Tigers' Brett Stewart. Yeah. Back in the day, like, very early on. And then I was, they remember the game, he got, like, shot from a sniper and fucked his knee. And That's he right. was... He played after, but he was never the same, and then he just kept getting injured and injured and injured, yeah. and in places he hadn't been injured before previously, <laughs> like as well as you know repeats on where he had been injured. So, you know, he was he was another one that's probably mm. up there. I wonder if there's been like like the biggest in, like take injuries completely out of it, like someone who's just absolutely fucking tanked it in life, like as far as like form and everything, like like Ben Hunt last month. <laughs> Or Milford the last month. <laughs> I mean, you know, push that over a year. See, so, yeah, push it over two years. Yeah, it could so be the go. beginning. The beginning yeah. of the end. <laughs> nah, Jamie Soward right. seems to have these mini multiple declines all the time. I mean, he's like, he, he was the next big thing at East. Decline out the door over the Dragons. Wins a premiership. Decline out the door. Yeah. Goes to England. Um, comes back. Yeah. Makes legitimizes the Panthers again briefly and has occasional games where he's like, where he, he kicks them to victory just by you know amazing kicking game. Yeah. And then. And that was like that was like three weeks ago when he won a game pretty much single handedly with, with the with kicking games. Yeah, um, and and now he's he's been dropped like within like space of a fortnight. He's done something to anger the fucking yeah. <laughs> so like that dude, like he knows he, he he's he can have like he's like a fucking wave like waveform. You see, he's like, he goes up, down, up. Yeah, down. that's it. So yeah, not not so much inconsistency, but someone that's just. No, he's just good, and then goes shit. Like maybe he gets comfortable. I don't know. Like he goes, he goes to place is good, goes shit, leaves, goes good. I mean, the idea with Jamie Sowd is you, but you put him on two year contract, and no matter what he fucking shows you in those two years, yeah. no matter how good it is, yeah. he wins a Dalian two years in a row. Put you him still, on two years. You still do yeah. not sign him again. Yeah, you, he's, he's out there after two years. That's yeah. it. It doesn't fucking matter. That's it. He wins a golden boot two years in a row. <laughs> doesn't matter that third year you, you know, I know it's tempting <laughs> and the media will be going what are they doing he's been amazing for him yes he has yeah. acknowledged noted agreed however <laughs> history says the third year he's going to be fucking throwing it into the, in the grandstands Look, you've got to change the batteries in your remote sometimes <laughs> exactly uh, but um, yeah Matty Ballon oh, fuck I feel for the guy he, he's, my, my, my number one Matty Ballon memory was um at a uh, a post match function, uh, and um, in Brisbane uh, at the the hotel uh, near the transit centre, and um, he came in. Their place came in kind of late after they'd had you know the you know cool down and you know all that sort of shit they yep. had to do. And he's come in. It was a win over the Broncos, and he's just like, oh 
Fuck, I love beating those cunts. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he never he always remember like Wayne telling him fucking you're never going to play first grade yeah like, you know so yep he never forgot it and so yeah he, he enjoyed it very much um where are we Matu M-A-T-T-O-U on Twitter love the Mick Malloy show channel last episode <laughs> took me back to that great time in television <laughs> uh, shit time in television <laughs> Paul Mac underscore 78 Robbie Farrow's decade of losing was some of your best work. Nearly crashed my car laughing. <laughs> it's funny. At the time, I was just like, just reaching. It was just, <laughs> I, was like, I was just treading water. I was trying to think of like, Champagne I, comedy. I started the list and I was just like, fuck, I've only got one item. Where am I? <laughs> League underscore fan 81. Crazy how the NRL are talking life bans for match fixing, yet wife beaters get a six-figure salary and a story of redemption. It's not crazy, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, oh, we you know we don't want to beat that <laughs> that, that, yeah. that dead spouse any, any more than it needs to be. But, a... uh, yeah, we we agree. People don't have a right to to uh, to earn a living in you know shouldn't have a right to earn a living in road building after doing stuff like that. But yeah, it's the way it is, and they do see where where gambling and things like that are concerned. They do take that obviously very seriously. Things that can affect the results and the like, not just the integrity of the game by having wife bashing cunts in in teams, but the integrity of the game in terms of can't trust the results that you fucking get yeah. on the field because they could be potentially tainted by you know fuckery going on. So, look, I, I get, I, so I get that. Um, it's mutsy. Well, I guess Tuvi finally gets that investigation he always wanted. <laughs> Those are the like the fucking tweet. Of, that, that's almost going to be the tweet of the year. Uh, Froth Rocket 87. This guy sounds like a loser. A bloke's sandwich got covered in coal dust. His hash Serena sandwich, and I fucking lost it. He let us in on the joke and had to, and I had to look you up. <laughs> oh, um, welcome, sir. Yeah, and he, then he said, You've definitely added a bit of X Factor to my early morning drives to work. Yeah, hash frothing, fuck hash shush cunt. See, you started off so well. <laughs> He's proven he's basically he's, he's adapted to the show most excellently. Yeah, it really has. Uh, on a daily basis, that that makes Saguna's previous tweet even worse. Well, that, that a new could, guy can come in and just nail two inside and he just, jokes. He, he just throw a fucking Serena burgers and yeah. X factors around in in correct yeah. context. That, yeah, oh, fuck. Saguna in decline, mate. Just like get your head out of the emojis for a minute, get back in the fucking game, mate. <laughs> On a daily basis, just when you think the show can't get any more ruthless, he lost his mother becomes a thing. Uh, you know, I laughed so hard that I realised my soul was officially dead. <laughs> uh, at, uh, at White Pie, absolutely roared with laughter this week's this week's league episode. There's loose and there's Twill Nation loose cracking. Listen, guys, thank you, sir. Uh, Bernard JKD. He said, dear, uh, dear me, you need to practice your Scottish accent as it sounded pure Irish. Good. I can do a great Irish accent. Then. That's great. That's a win. Exactly. Okay, fucking same, same. Yeah. All the same over there. Just start taking the piss out of Jim Owen or whoever it is. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's awesome. So I can do an Irish accent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> At Arpopsh, aka Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. If hating Rabs is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> If only Glenn was still around to not get that Ash referential retard. <laughs> uh, I'd like to bring that uh, that out now. So I actually counted in State of Origin. Yeah. Uh, Rabs confused more white players than black players or non-white players. There's a tweet so, coming up in the East game where he actually confused Kate Evans with Napa. 
So that's actually black like Darcy with white. Exactly. He's an equal opportunity old man. He's just he's just an he just fucking needs to be old yelling. Um at Astronauts was waiting for the Glenn soundbite all show, then boom, closing credits, fucking hilarious. <laughs> Bit of an in joke there for, <laughs> for people who know. <laughs> uh, at Morso, M-A-W-S-O, trying to listen to This Week in League at Work this morning, almost got the sack for laughing too much. Guys, you've got to have a disclaimer from now on. Come on, sir, you know what we've Hang been on. about. There's been two, 224 previous yeah. episodes. So, so clearly, the clearly, clearly the other the other 223 were, were not funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, Cavernous Hope. On with Jay about Rabs. Sensational. Literally the only person that tweeted in your favour. As I said, it's the cool only, to hate Rabs. The only, the only one. Fucking don't be a sheep. I'm not saying, well, you're saying you're the hipster. No, you're the outlier here. You're the, out, you're the outlier here. No, because hipsters are now cool. Sitting there, sitting there with Cavernous Hope. Sitting over there, drinking your, drinking your fucking loaded milkshake out of a fucking mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> With a deconstructed fucking avocado smash on a fucking wooden board in front of you. What's deconstructed? Is that just an avocado? (laughs) It's like like a fucking avocado sitting on on a cutting board (laughs) with a loaf of fucking bread. (laughs) With a little mini bowl of balsamic vinegar and fucking olive oil (laughs) and some fucking sea salt. olives and a mortar and pestle. (laughs) Yeah, everything's deconstructed. In fact, it's not even a cutting board, it's just a fucking lump of timber. We're so hipster. It's reconstructed. (laughs) Um, At Mario Siegs, you wouldn't be in a room with 10 Twitter people that hated Rabs. He goes, ah, so you mean every meetup so far. (laughs) So yeah, he will be attending his first one down at the grand final this year. I'm happy to have to inform you all. I'm I'm wearing um, a shirt that says, I love Rabs. Yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking do it. Do it. I'll hook you up. Nice. You got to do it. Yeah, but got to, it's got to, there's got to be some sort of design element too, like, I don't know, uh, old man's balls. <laughs> old man's balls around the neck. <laughs> Rabs built a statue in my pants. <laughs> there's the back. <laughs> Blue underscore B. By sheer luck, I was doing shoulder press on a machine and not free weights when the list of Farrah's lost things came up. <laughs> Grasshopper 474. I think Jay needs to go into the home with Rab so he can show him how he really feels. Hashtag gobbies all around. Yeah. So, M51 avoider. Jay trying to defend Ray just shows he's a 17-year-old girl wannabe star fucker. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> or he got dropped on his head. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing. People confuse Yeah. not wanting to throw hate on a staple of TV commentary with desire to give oral sex. Look, he's a Batman versus Superman of confidence. <laughs> oh, Rabs. Time to go, Rabs. The, the, the tribe has spoken. Uh, this week in X Factors. It's a good week for X Factors, too, because we had State of Origin. Uh, special K Online. James Hooper has X Factor Tourette's. Two in five minutes for BJ Leilua, Connor Watson. Next to be Rory Cost Jason. <laughs> Uh, Giannis underscore Mateus just listen to Fox's market watch where Noddy and I can literally jizz 10 X-Factors in 20 minutes hash X-Factor whores um, Warren Smith on uh, yeah, on Fox uh, he, he tweeted uh, the Sharks game on, on Monday night nine in a row for the Sharks only very good teams string that many together <laughs> impressive D and a dash of Barber X-Factor Ben R47 
The commentator called Ben Barber NX Factor right as he bombed a trike in coincidence, <laughs> I think not. Uh, base Chapo. Paul Ken on Triple M Sunday NRL yesterday said Fafita has the X Factor. Uh, on yeah. a blow buzz. Ben Barber is the most useless use of the word X Factor though. Because his is the easiest one to say. He has speed. Yeah. Or pace. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, then he's got the, you know, the the ability to be in the right place, you know, like the, the right place at the right time for you know support. Like, he's a vision to, you know, oh, you mean does pop up, does what a fullback's supposed to do, does and, what a football player, yeah, to, yeah. But I mean, you say like, that's what a fullback's supposed to do, but I mean, how many fucking actually do it though? Yeah, that's very true. I think it's like fullbacks are more like you know extra five eights, now, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like the roving. Like, I mean, and even think of five eights, only Terry Lamb used to be fucking, he used to be everywhere, you know, it was an offload on pass. He was yep. a guy on the end of it. Um, He's a footballer, in quotes, or he's a football player, in quotes. He's the companion to X Factor. Example, Milford has X Factor, Hunt is a footballer. Hunt's not much of anything at the minute. Oh, there's Milford. <laughs> 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 he's only a field goal kicker, that's for sure. Uh, Rob sold out. Freddie with an early X Factor call for Fafita on the bench. Another yeah. origin, of course. Um, also, Billy Moore with the X Factor spiel twice in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably had Queensland four times in uh, six words in the sentence. Uh, what was it? What was the other word? <laughs> yeah. Although that that does stick with his ability to only say three syllable words. Yeah. That end in. Uh... <laughs> he actually, I was, I was, I was stunned. That, um, we met him at the grand final last year. He was in the corporate areas where we were. Yeah. Um, just in the stands there, we saw her and um, then we were, yeah, fucking blind drunk. But um, he actually, from from what I remember, I mean, and, and like you know, big big caveat there. There was a lot of alcohol between then and you know, but um, I, I believe if I recall correctly, he could speak English. And I was stunned. And, I was stunned yeah. to learn that fact. Really, I was stunned. Oh, well, he was born in New South Wales though. This week in Luke Dawn, Rob Conlon, twenty-five, last season. Leeds won the treble. Then we signed Keith Galloway, and now we're the bottom of the league. Coincidence? Hash Galloway in decline. So Galloway, he was never not in decline. He was in decline ever since Hopewadi did that fucking yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage flying elbow yeah, strike to him and and drilled him back in like two thousand and two or something. Yeah, the fuck it was two thousand four or five. Man. That rattled the cage. Yeah, in a big I mean, bad way. You need to introduce yourself to some West Tigers fans on Twitter because um, I can assure you, Keith Galloway has been, he, he declined many times. I mean, you, what you're seeing, actually, one of, it was one of the most impressive feats in, um, in like, West Tigers history. Like, they won the Premiership, that's fine. The second most impressive feat is that the, the fan base as a collective kept the secret about Galloway until the ink was dry on the contract to get him overseas. <laughs> Just amazing teamwork. And when you see, yeah, considering the bickering over, you know, too much white, not enough white in the jerseys, you know, yeah. Westies bring back yeah. the Magpies. Considering all that, the fact that they all pulled together to get make sure that Galloway actually got on the plane, it's like, pretty impressive. Um, Craig Malson, or Molson, uh, M-A-L-S-O-N. Hi, guys. Just wanted to intro myself. I'm Craig, the X-Pac Cass fan. Got put in, got put into you by the Super League Pod boys. Really enjoy your podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's got put into us. Hey, let, let's not be grammar Nazis or or spelling Nazis. So no means no. Well, not without that's... much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, thanks, thanks, board. thanks, Super League Pod boys. You're basically, uh, facil- facilitating like rape that's, of us well, by well, them by by listeners. At the, at the very least. You know, 
sex holidays and human trafficking. Yeah. A bit of a Blakey Blake. <laughs> so without further ado, let's listen to the boys this week. Uh, Super League Pod, the uh, the aforementioned uh, sex traffickers. Get around their show at, at Super League Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can track them down from there. And uh, send us a tweet if you get into the show for the first time. Because um, just so we know that you know, we're sending some, sending some uh, listeners their way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so here they go. Hi gents, it's Mark here from the Super League pod. Uh, no Tom this week, but I will endeavour to go through all six matches from the Super League myself to make sure you're bang up to date with what's going on in the Northern Hemisphere. We're going to start on the Thursday night game, as we always do. Wakefield were battered by Hulkingston Rovers, 54 points to 16. Hulk KR had all the big names turning out from Albert Kelly, Maurice Blair, Blair Terry Campese, all managers all managed to get on the field together and it resulted in a big win. Wakefield, on the other hand, were not at the races. Bill Tupu is a name that some of you might not even know because I didn't realise who he was before he came over here, but he played and scored a try. That's about it as far as Wakey go. Moving on to a bumper Friday night when we have five fixtures. I'm going to start at the John Smith Stadium where Huddersfield went down 30 points to 22 to Luke Dawn's Castleford. It wasn't Luke Dawn who was making the headlines, unfortunately though. We had Jake Webster, Denny Solomona and Junior Moores putting up big numbers in this game. And for Huddersfield, Sam Rapera, remember him, he's not injured anymore, it's remarkable, I know. He had 163 metres for Huddersfield Giants, but Sebastian Ikehifo, he managed to break his jaw and not even realising this match, and his short, short career so far in the Super League is almost over as soon as it's begun. He's out for eight weeks with a broken jaw. Moving over to table-topping Tongan and Samoan fielding legends Hull FC they are 30 points to 10 winners this week and they stay at the top of the at the top of the table Mark Minicello again contributed for them but it was uh, British talents homegrown talents Jamie Shaw Scott T- Taylor Danny Howen they were the ones who put up the big numbers to see Hull FC over the line in response to that for witness their main performer was Hep Cahill do you remember him from Melbourne another one who no one really remembers then we slide over to Leeds Rhinos, um, and you probably know what to expect if you've been checking out this week in League Dawn over recent weeks. They lost this time to the Catalan Dragons. The Catalan t- side had a large contingent of French sides rather than uh, NRL rejects this week. So it's names like Morgan Escaray, Elwa Pelissier, and Jason Battieri, who's, yeah, a bit Aussie, let's face it. Those were the guys that saw them over at the line. Brett Delaney and Mitch Garbutt were were big effort makers for the Leeds Rhinos, but it really wasn't enough as they continued to sit at the bottom of the table. Over the right side of the Pennines, you had Salford hosting Wigan Warriors, my Wigan Warriors, and Wigan were able to squeak out a 23 points to 20 win on in this game. Matty Smith's goal line, uh, touchline conversions and half-time drop goal proving a difference maker in what was a close game in the AJ Bell Stadium. That didn't stop Justin Carney 
bash through more holes than he bashes through teammates' wives with eight tackle busts and 197 metres in this game. But it was not enough as a Josh Tr Joshua Charlie hat trick saw Wigan home. Then the final game of the weekend saw Kieran Cunningham's plucky and unlucky, if you believed him, St Helens side get a thumping 26 points to four at home to the Warrington Wolves. Chrissy Sandow fast becoming a legend in Luke Dawn's stead over here in the Super League. Had a try and a try assist, but he didn't really face much resistance from a very poor St Helens side. Warrington stayed just behind Hull FC in the table. As a result of all that, Catalan and Wigan are also sat there two points behind the leaders. It's getting a little bit more interesting with defeats for Widness and Wakefield at the bottom end of the race for the top eight as the season splits in a few weeks. But Leeds Rhinos and Huddersfield Giants are probably two teams that aren't going to be worried about that as their poor seasons continue. Facebook. Okay, um, Aaron Ma this week sent us a media release. The Cronulla Sutherland Rugby League Club has today made a passionate plea for help. CEO Lyle Gorman fronted the media to ask for donations so that the Sharks can continue their successful season. Mr Gorman said, Like ourselves, our fans did not expect this much success this soon into the season. As a result, they've been handing out bags of dicks at a rapid rate. <laughs> We're halfway through the season and almost out of penises. Today we launched our 2016 Sharks for Sharks appeal. Please donate penises so we keep giving them out after every win. With only one for feeder left, the amount of dicks at the club's been halved. Some conditions do apply. Being Cronulla, we only accept white dicks. We're also contacting our sponsor X-Blades as we're running long bags also. <laughs> nice one, sir. Um, I had an email from Ben from Tassie. If you remember the Lucy unit from a couple of weeks ago. Ben from stream, Tassie. Stream of consciousness. Um, this one's actually a lot more coherent. Since 2006, when Origin was dead, in quotes, and only a Queensland win could save it, I made a bucket of money betting on the Maroons. Why? Everyone loves a fairy tale. It's the same reason I won a ton on the Broncos in the NFL betting in round seven when Manning was injured. Fairy tale. For years, I've said the next true Queensland immortal should be Tony Archer. Origin began with the grasshopper openly admitting he cheated when he refed Origin. Archer was on the back page of the telly in a Maroons jumper. I'm absolutely disgusted at the way Origin has been called since it started. New South Wales have always played against 14 and have won generally in spite of refs. Do you remember when Bird was penalised for tackling Cronk too hard? Well, Gal got one of those last night. Sure, the Morris try was not a try, but it was Morgan's knock on and knock back. It's a joke. Pathetic. But what a fairy tale in front of a sellout crowd for Game 3. 80,000 is a lot of people. How do we get them there? Uh, there's a number of serious, serious defeats from Maroons Origin's dead <coughs> New South Wales keep getting beat in tight ones of bad ref calls they keep turning up oh and this isn't ref's fault the games are on YouTube watch them and Kevy let the cat out of the bag in true smug redneck fashion put it this way I'll be asking those two referees to not be officiating in game two Daily snarled there's your story based on history and based on that game both sides were granted four penalties in the dour affair Daly's Queensland counterpart Kevin Walters joked we can get them back in when asked about the performance of Sutton and Cummins the latter who was subject to an Anzac Day tirade from Roosters coach Trent Robinson but being honest we did get some nice calls favourable calls and you need them at this level Walter said you make your own luck too all those 50-50 calls certainly went Queensland's way whilst I don't want to watch Origin so hang on just to, to get in there you make your own luck that was, but the 50-50 yeah. calls all went our way yeah yeah and um so how's, and, he, how's he making sure that all those 50-50 calls well they made their own luck clearly yeah that's on, 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 I don't know what the recipe is but they made it and uh, Ben finishes up saying, whilst I don't want to watch game two or three or any Origin ever again, I probably will fuck you NRL and Origin. <laughs> that was probably written Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, there, thereabouts. Yep. Yeah. 
he sent me a couple of emails this week actually things uh, I think we're actually keeping him you know off off his meds or <laughs> you know, like keeping him even <laughs> but um yeah some some of it's you know some of it's not fit to print frankly and I mean for me to say that that's Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's got, to, it's got to be pretty ordinary. Um, <laughs> finally, uh, before we get uh, get into the news, I uh, just want to give a shout out to our mate Timmy McIntyre. People who've been to the meetups obviously know he's been to both both of the grand final meetups and he's um, a fairly prominent member of the Tool Nation gang. He uh, sent me a DM this afternoon and said, uh, see if I can give him a plug. He's doing a gig at the Coogee Bay Hotel this Monday at 8pm, free show. So um, get along there. Show the boys some support. Uh, get a nice big crowd of Tool Nation guys there. I know there's a few of you that live you know, pretty close to the Coogee Bay Hotel as well. So get around there and uh, get around Timmy and uh, the Coogee Bay Hotel. So don't eat the ice cream. And don't be a cunt. When you're in there, show a little bit of Tool Nation love to your brother on the stage out there putting his balls on yeah, the chopping don't, block. Yeah, don't go... Don't, if you're going to be one of these you know, heckling cunts, yeah. don't, don't. The no. heckler is never as funny as the fucking comedian. No, no. They're, and, fucking, they're, they're annoying. And best case scenario for the heckler is you end up on YouTube with people laughing at you. Being humiliated. So go and support your brother. Yep. And worst case scenario is you know, the other Tool Nation people take you outside. Give <laughs> 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 you, you a fucking kicking. <laughs> so yeah, don't be that guy. But do be that guy and go around and, uh, and uh, support Timmy and uh, make a lot of noise and uh, mm. support his stand-up comedy career. Thank you. News, okay. Um, first story. I just want to talk about the origin. Just anything you had to, you wanted to add about the origin. Obviously, Queensland won six four. Uh, it was a very, very tight game. There was a misconversion on both sides, so the, the missed goal from uh, yeah. from Reynolds wasn't. It was, it was crucial in the sense that, you know, in the final wash up, it'd be mm. nice if you had got it. Also, had that disallowed try for Josh Morris, and like I think I'm happy with the decision yep. for that try. To be That's honest, it. It didn't look like it ever went down. Um, there was mention earlier in that email about. Um, the, the knock on or the knock back from Matt Moore and there was not you know what it probably wasn't knock on but there's like about three or four minutes before then there was a there's something that came off New South Wales it should have been yeah, it exactly. should have been their ball and they didn't get and it went our way so I mean I'm, I'm not so concerned about individual calls yeah because the, there were some ordinary ones yeah um, my issues stem from the selection table first of all uh, I think that in situations like that one of the most important things you can have is big game experience yep and eligible fullbacks for New South Wales at the moment, Lachlan Coote is head and shoulders above any other. Yep. And the closest thing you can get to a state of origin game is a grand final, and he won a grand Just final one. last yep. year. Yep. You know, uh, what the fuck else does this kid have to do to to get a selection? Yeah. You know, uh, Moylan didn't have a bad first game in terms of an an actual game. He he was horrible. Yeah. Um, the. The other thing, it's time to fuck Robbie Farrer off and out to pasture. Oh, and people, and look, and like Robbie Farrer, like it's, it's very easy to justify his his presence via statistics to go. Oh, he made X amount of tackles. He did some good things. I mean, like you know, in, in terms of repeat sets and stuff, like like you know, there's a couple of those. I mean, I think yeah. New South Wales got four repeat sets in the game, which was, I think, they only got one in the entire fucking mm. series last year. So that was a good thing. However, 
his consistent flow of the game delivery yes. of the ball was fucking atrocious and it cost us so many times with forwards not you know having to alter their runs to get you know to get the ball and 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 just making some terrible choices yeah. as well when the ball came back to him, um, passing to flat-footed people and things like That's that. It. it was just, it was just so fucking he obvious tried, and glaring yeah, to me. The, More so than other years. I mean, just, like it, in other years when I've hated on Farrow, it was because of like individual out on the full, yeah, and, just and individual just dumb shit he did where he tried to take the take the game himself and just made an absolute mess of it. But this was like it was, this was a more subtle, like overall fucking yeah. thing that permeated, you know permeated his entire game one thing that's fucking me off more than anything at the moment and it didn't just happen in State of Origin yeah is players standing around in their fucking Jesus Christ pose not, yeah, not with, me with so. the arm, arms yeah. out in the air no look, looking at the referee you know oh come on oh oh please. oh he's oh, shocking for that oh, like, oh. every fucking tackle yeah but see when Robbie Farrow tries to out Cameron Smith Cameron Smith yeah all it does is slow down his service out of dummy half yeah yep. it's fucking atrocious yeah you, know, you can go on and on about how how good his repeat sets were, but you're a hooker. Yep. Queensland dominated all night in the speed of the ruck. Yep. And if you looked at how many times their players were tackled and ended up on their back compared to ours, yep. and I don't know whether they've got a better wrestling coach or whether it's something they focus on more, Yep. but it should have been his job to compensate for that Yep. and at least speed up the service. Yep. You know? um, I don't think our forwards stood up either. I thought the two Canterbury boys were sensational. Yeah, I think I don't think they they, um, they weren't too bad at the end of that. It was just like it was a, it was a two point. It was a very very fucking close game. I think it was rather than forwards because I mean there was time like the time the period when we dominated we were we were fucking we were all over them in every way. Yeah, the period where we dominated, <laughs> both starting sets of props were off the field. So that's when we had the Canterbury boys were both on at the same time. Yeah, and then you watch when the game swings. It's when we get Woods and Tamal back on. Yeah, and they prove that they are no fucking Matt Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. Th- there yeah. is a wealth of difference between them in terms yeah. of effort. The and thing, heart. the the thing is, is as well that I wonder if Laurie Daly, who fucking manages his interchanges, I don't because why are you going to put Woods on like with fucking like yeah. ten minutes to go or something like like th- that's the last thing you're going to put a guy like Mate, he he was very underwhelming for me as well. Oh, and I don't want to get any fucking hate from Tigers fans. Yeah, because you know, he was he was good for the first two games last year. He was like one of the mm-hmm. best players like in the first two games last year. But this year he wasn't but up to it. If if I was picking the team, yeah, Farrell wouldn't be there, Woods wouldn't be there, and Moylan definitely wouldn't be there. Yep, yep. I'd have um, I'd have Coot, but I mean, you know, shit. You know, with Tedesco back, I'd, I'd almost I'd be tempted to have a fucking lash at him if the, I mean if you that against Coot being in there. Yep. But I mean, the thing but is again, Coot, the thing that separates that for me is Coot's in a winning team at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, yep. he's in a team and, and winning's that, that unquantifiable yep. quality. Yep. Um, I'd also have BJ Lalua in there. Yeah, same. Same. So. Well, he's 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 just untouchable at the moment. And Origins, I mean, how valuable would it be for him to, like, mm. you know, be, like, sucking a couple of guys in and still, yep. you know, getting an offload out and that's yep. something. But um, the other thing, the thing that really shit me as well is for feeder. He came on and that his first run... Was amazing, damaging, wasn't fucking he? damaging. Every other run, and I don't know if this is a function of Robbie Farah's delivery or not, but every other run he fucking had in the entire game, he was getting the ball pretty much flat-footed and having to start that first yeah. run. He steamed onto it from like yep. 15, you know, fifteen meters yep. back, and he never ever. I don't, and he looked like he was fucked after that first run. Yeah, I mean, like it's great to be an impact guy and an interchange guy and things like that, but you're not an impact from one fucking run, man. Mm. Like pull your finger out of your hole, you lazy cunt. Like if you're gonna do that shit, do it every fucking thing. And if you and if you can't cut it, 
fucking go to Jenny Craig's name because honestly, that kind of stamina yeah. is fucking useless, especially at the end of the game when, when we needed the ball down our end and Queensland just kept rolling down and, and keeping keeping us away from even being anywhere near and scoring. It's jog, jog, hit the tackler, drop. Yeah. But uh, New yeah. South Wales needs somebody to take charge yep. in game two. Yep. Um, Queensland have three very experienced campaigners in Thurston, Cronk, and Smith mm-hmm. who don't overlap each other. Yep. And they all know when one's stepping forward to control the game a little bit, the other two will just step back mm-hmm. and pretty much go with the flow. Yep. Uh, as opposed to that, we had no one. Yep. No one at all stepped up. And I don't know whether that's a confidence thing. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. I think Maloney was, still, Maloney was good. Um, Maloney was best on field for us. I reckon Coyden, Coyden would have been close too. He was I reckon, he was fucking great down the left. Yeah. And then he's injured, so he's gone. So, I mean, you know, unfortunate, mm. for, the, unfortunate for him, so he's going to be forced change. But, um, but yeah. I, I really think, and again, just based on the fact, um, I'd, I'd look at somebody blooding in like, um, like Rory Cross-Jason. Instead of uh, Robbie. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't have the answer, but geez, well, if, if the answer is Rory Cross Jason, then the question is. <laughs> well, who else? We've got Pete's? Yeah, see, I'd, put, I'd do Pete's ahead of Cross yeah. Jason all day. But see, I just don't. I, I don't. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm almost inclined to fucking even have a lash at Ennis just based on the fact that yeah. you pick a form guy and a winning team at the right time. Based on, based on how Ennis was on the weekend, yeah. I still don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just tough. The, the problem is that the Queensland have a one once in a generation crop of guys like we had when we had Freddie and Joey and Joey, yeah. And um and they've got that crop now and that mm. they, they, that crop fucking harvested at a very young age and so they're living like their life is a long career and uh, you know we still they're still gonna have to be dealt with for a couple of years yet uh, as a as a unit and um you know for for Queensland Greg Bird was outstanding. Um, ah, sorry, finish the Greg Bird was outstanding. For Queensland, um, you know, gay guy obviously did did Good gay man yeah, proud. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He, you know, he he did well with the opportunities he had. It's so funny how he can play so well for Queensland and go back to Newcastle like days later and just be fucking hopeless. Yeah, that club's got problems. But um, yeah, I'm just trying. Like Josh Morris was completely like he was a hero last year. Like he did some fucking series winning shit. Yeah, but man. He was a great omission. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I would I would have started Dylan Walker there and just put a fucking another bench forward or something. In if you know, instead of bringing him back, yeah. In. And yeah. Dylan Walker, fuck, I feel for that guy getting put on with like fucking nine or seven minutes left to go. What the fuck are you supposed to do? And then he tries to make something happen, and people are like, "Oh, you fucking lost us the game." No, no mate. He didn't he lose just- us the game, and he wasn't trying to make something happen. He was trying to be fucking dodgy. He was trying to yeah, he was trying to he was trying to milk a penalty yeah, to get yeah. it down to give us one last crack. Yeah, exactly. So he's trying to make something happen. That's so, what I'm saying. So his risk assessments off. But again, you don't, oh, you don't play then, rugby league players for the risk. When you've got, when you've got 90 seconds left, I mean, at the end of the day, you, and, you, and you're 30 metres out from your own line. It's a pretty Farrah-esque move. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, again, it, there, there wasn't much between the teams. I'm, I'm just really upset that through through selection mismanagement. Um, Which is a story and, of our state of origin, isn't it, really? And some, some effort and leadership on the field that was sorely lacking for New South Wales. We couldn't win, but um, full credit to Queensland. Yeah, and the other and the last thing I wanted to make was because we sort of got off the referee thing pretty early, um, and this is not a ref's fault thing, but the refereeing was actually I think it was equally bad for both sides. Like, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want those referees back, not because of anything they did that cost New South Wales the game. I don't think that's mm. the case, but the way they refereed the game made a game played in like you know reasonably trying conditions 
It was already. It was always yeah. going to be a dour. So it wasn't going to be a scintillating, attacking fucking no, game spectacle. Never is. But also because of the, you know, it was greasy and everything yeah. as well. It was never. It was, but the way they refereed the game, they clamped it down and let so much fuckery go on in the rock. Yeah. That it just slowed the game down so much. It was never going to be anything more than like it was a. I mean, close games are great because there's this inherent incite, excitement because yeah. you know it's anyone could win at any yeah. one play can win the game for either side, but. It was a fucking bore, like just a boring, yeah. like non-absorbing, they, just bashing. Th- and maybe that's the way the games evolved as well. That's partially to blame, but like, yeah, and like the way that Origin has evolved. I mean, it's yeah. become less like a a risk-averse kind of, you know, yeah, game sort of thing. So it's like you know, bash it up, bash it up, yep. you know, spin it when you got the penalty to get you down there. Yeah. But it was just a, 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 yeah, just you're a right. shitty they, game. They, you know? they slowed the game down and took any sort of, of flow out of it. Yeah, and I would think both teams would want that want that to change because, I mean, Queensland would certainly like the opportunity more to unleash their outside guys. I mean, New South Wales, I, I'm not sure if we've got the talent on the outside. Like Jennings always seemed felt sort of semi-dangerous every time he... He, um, mm-hmm. you know, he carried the ball up. He seemed kind of elusive, and you know, with you know, better, better conditions, you know, he, you know, would have been able to put yeah. on a bit more footwork. And then I felt like that he, he had, uh, you know, pretty good times over there on the left. But yep. um, yeah, but the, the flip side of that is that Inglis would have as well on the other side if you know if that had been the case. Yeah, so. spot on. So yeah. That's the first game. I'm not, not particularly upset about the about the loss or anything. I mean, it's what it is. It was close. I mean, mm. you know. They lost by fucking fifty last time. Yeah, so two, so two is a is a market and, drastic and improvement. And let's be frank that that two points was a penalty that that really should never have been. Given. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and and also the two points was also a conversion that should never have been missed by a guy who apparently never misses goals. Exactly. You know. So I mean, like it's Thurston's. You know, fair enough. I mean, it was from the touchline. Yep. I mean, those ones. You know, Thurston does nail them. Maybe it's probably fair to say he nails them more often than not, but. You know, but again, touchline conversions are very missable. Like, you just see the amount of padding that fucker had on his hip. Yeah. You know, you, you forgive the guy for being a little bit off from yeah. that far out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, so there's a story this week about um, uh, Manly locked in a dispute with their major major sponsor. And this is really a uh, fascinating business story. <laughs> Who are demanding that Manly remove their logo from the front of their jersey. Um, basically... The Coconut World, sorry, FAL Food and Beverage, which owns the coconut water brand Coco Joy, which is that green oval, you know, like horrible fucking thing on a on a maroon and white jersey, they've withdrawn their $1 million a year sponsorship of the NRL club, claiming their former chief executive, Nick Xenos, had no authority to enter into the deal. So the dispute so the dispute's due for hearing in the New South Wales Supreme Court on July 27. Now, uh, the partnership was announced, the three-year deal was announced last November, um, upgrading the level of support from the sleeve of the jumper to the front. However, um, it's it's uh, understood problems began when Manly issued a statement of claim to FAL demanding payment for outstanding debt on the deal, which is due to be paid in instalments. Then in early May, FAL wrote to Manly advising the club that in their view a sponsorship agreement did not exist and in any event if it did it was being terminated. Lawyers for the company followed up with more correspondence in mid-May demanding the club cease using the Coco Joy branding on their jumper, but the Sea Eagles have continued to use it as recently as their last game. Um... FAL Healthy Beverages has no relationship with Manly RLFC. FAL terminated its sponsorship with Manly on 3rd of May 2016, said FAL spokesman Patrick Southam in a statement given to Fairfax on Tuesday. Um, 
Yeah, blah blah blah. Um, it goes it goes through saying they they keep using their trademarks, um, you know, in an unauthorized manner. And Manly replies saying that uh, we've confirmed today that we're managing an ongoing issue with the major partner Coco Joy over unpaid sponsorship fees. This is an issue that's been ongoing since February and is completely unrelated to recent media reports. And so it's basically this CEO, this former CEO Zenos, he also entered into sponsorship deals with A League clubs, uh, the New York Red Bulls in American <laughs> soccer, uh, Manchester City <laughs> Premier League, without approval of the company. <laughs> so what? So. I'd love to know, like, Lee, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy's a CEO. Presumably, he had the authority to make these kind of, these kinds of deals, but he's done so against, I guess, like board approval or something like that. Mm. And so, I'm, I'm just wondering who's left holding holding the can here because I think, at the end of the day, I'm sure Manly, Manly have got you know completely legitimate and legal sponsorship you know, commitments from these clubs, uh, from this, from these, sorry, from this, uh, from this company. But then they're like, oh. Well, fuck this guy should never have made that deal. So it's a nice, uh, it's it's a, yeah. an interesting and like they're a, they're a um a global company, but they're based in the Middle East and they're owned by a Saudi sheik. And there's just all these interesting little fucking wrinkles to the story. Oh, wow. And like I hope that I mean the, the the second that fucking logo comes off the jersey, I'll buy one. <laughs> it's the only thing holding me back. I swear, especially when you get the fan the you know the jerseys that we are allowed to buy as fans, where it's not even like the old days where the, where it's like a like a heat transfer yeah. thing on top of a jersey, it's actually like sublimated in yeah, the in the design. Printed in, like it, like that, that that Coco Joy logo on the sleeve, like fucking almost ruined the Daredevil jersey last year. Just having well, look, this bright green it, on the sleeve. As soon as soon as that's uh, taken care of in the media, then Glenn's favourite massage parlour can resume using that as their logo. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it um yeah, mate. Look, these legal stuff's never simple. No, it's never simple. Um, very often it comes to a case of a court looking at going, well, you know what, you think you've got a contract yeah, uh, and they don't think it's a contract. Yeah. So... This is a meet somewhere, they're going to well, pay you a termination. No, there's, there's no there's no way that, that you can prove that he had the authority because what it will come down to, I assume, is Manly should be able to prove that he had the honest to enter into the agreement. Yeah. And they can probably fairly easily come up with documents saying, no, here's his employment contract, and it says in there, yeah, you yeah. are not authorised to. Yeah. So he acted outside of. And Manly, yeah. if you want to get out any money, go after There's him individually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's very interesting. Um, and obviously then, you know, while we're on Manly, we still have this, this match-fixing thing. I've heard Manly and Eels and South, I should say. Uh, this match-fixing thing that we can't really talk about too much because we don't fucking know anything other than the fact that maybe there's something going on and, you know, there's allegedly two games, which is a Manly versus East game, uh, Eels game uh, late last year, yep. which is one that, like, fuck me, if you had to ask me which game <laughs> a game I thought was fixed, that would be one of them because there was everything to play for that game. Which is, but, um, apparently, the rub, if you are a, a scamster, mm-hmm. is you bet on a game where your winning bet is for the favourite anyway. That's apparently a surefire way to Well, that was busted. the Souths one, but the Eels one, Manly, like, the Eels were paying, like, fucking eight bucks or something. Oh, right. Like, yeah, it was, it, like, yeah, they were yeah. they were plummeting, and Manly was, uh, they were, you know, riding that fucking winning streak. They yeah. flogged the Broncos, and, like, yeah. it was, like, they just had to keep winning, and they were going to make the finals, you know? Yep. Like, they actually were in, in good form and everything. The only problem is, I mean, well, I mean, we can't talk about players' names. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you know, we may or may not have heard. But the, if you look back at that match, I looked back and watched the highlights and, and read some match reports just yep. to refresh my memory on the. Because I remember fucking hating that game. But um, 
many of the players' names were mentioned actually like were the stars of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like the only shining lights mm. of the games. And then there are other players mentioned who were on the opposition teams in those games. And it's like how could those guys how could you pay those guys to fix a match unless it was a spot fixing thing like a penalty or something? Yeah. You couldn't one these guys couldn't influence the result of a match by themselves in any way, shape or form. It's not like the players can't just, just like even Jared Hayne at the end of two thousand and nine. Yeah. You would you couldn't have bet on him doing that. Yeah, you exactly. know, like I mean exactly. like, like so the only thing just because weird. there's no substance out there, I'm yep. gonna create some substance. <laughs> um you see Trent Barrett interviewed before the game on the weekend? Uh no. So they asked him, you know, what about these these uh rumours of, of match fixing? Yeah. And he talked around it. Obviously, he hadn't been schooled well enough by the Manly Media Department on this is what yeah. you say when you're asked that question. And he basically said, oh, well, you know, we're not too worried about it because not many of those, or none of those players are here anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's completely unfounded. Completely unfounded. <laughs> and he added that right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's pretty it's pretty obvious, like, um, you know, who who uh, mm. a lot of the players are. And, he, and he's right in saying that. I mean, all the names that I've heard... Um, the actual le- legitimate sources that I have, there's only one player that's actually still there. Yeah. <laughs> like the vast majority of them are, are yeah. long gone. And and um, his older brother's not at the club anymore either, who's he? Who's older brother? Who are you talking about? Jake Turbo? No. Tom Turbo? No. Which player currently for Manly has a brother that's no longer with the club? Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm not mentioning any names though. No. So. We're not mentioning names. No, oh, but you you are you you are pretty much directly mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> but I will go on. I mean, look, at the end of the day, people people will be like, "Oh, you know, like if, if imagine if it was the Broncos, yeah, their fan base would be like, oh, this is fucking outrageous, you know, bunshit, you know, it's just Broncos yeah. hate.'" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, what I'll say, I'll say the same thing I say about fucking wife beaters as anything else. If anyone did it, fucking see ya. Yep. And like, no regrets. Yeah. See you later. That's Get it. the fuck out of here. I won't even fucking, you know, look back at, you know, it, I do not give a shit. It, Get it the does fuck out. seem, and it's like we were talking about before we were recording, it seems like something that would be inherently hard to prove without a confession or... Or quality maybe, phone taps or something like that, maybe. A Parramatta board level fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and that's really hard because um, you know, like groups of players don't keep minutes <laughs> when they're down the pisser. <laughs> so, um, but um, it, look, I read this week about you know, oh, they're going to try and access bank accounts or once it goes back to us talking about the brown paper bags yeah. and the salary cap thing. Who gets paid uh, allegedly fifty thousand dollars to do something in a match and then goes down and just fucking throws it over the counter at the, uh, the fucking Commonwealth throws in their dollar yeah, like exactly. fucking account at the Commonwealth exactly. Bank. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. no one does because you know what then there's a then there's a fucking paper trail. You take your brown paper bag, you stick it in your <coughs> your safe or your safety deposit box in the bank if you yep. want to have if you want to take it to the bank. Yep. If it's burning a hole in your pocket, mm-hmm. and then you go down, you send your missus down, you take out five Gs, go shopping, that's you it. Go do that, and you just gradually you know, disappear it. Yep. Launder it if you will, and it's gone. Yeah. So, or you you know you piss it through the fucking horses yeah. in South Africa. There's that much shit going on around this. Like you know, all of a sudden, Kieran Foran's sports better account or tab account. Well, they're saying, see, this is all that hypothetical shit. Yeah. That on one night, his sports bet account had $75,000 of bets on 
yeah, that greyhounds was, and yeah, and, and horses in South Africa and, and yeah, fucking handball tawnies and whatever. Yeah. So Turkish fucking oil wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but hopefully some some facts come out and can be put to bed fairly quickly uh, and yeah. move on because yeah because just remember like, you know you got the Asada the darkest day in Australian sport and every sport was going to get <laughs> so much drug abuse like uh, there, there was so many clubs in the NRL and there was all the AFL were on fucking drugs and everyone everyone was on drugs mm-hmm. and it was going to cripple it was it was, it was worldwide headlines because how, how fucked is Australia as far as you know uh, drug cheating culture is concerned in all of their sports and then it comes down to the fact that you had like half a dozen players in one rugby league team and you had one uh, AFL side yeah. uh, involved and they're both involved in the same way the players were basically getting injected for shit that they didn't know what was, you they, know what the deal was they all took the shaky defence because <laughs> yeah. me yeah and uh, nothing oh except now Shandor Royal lives in Bali yeah is he still living there or has he come back or not I don't know uh, yeah. that, that was the whole outcome of that Asada investigation yeah. Shandor Royal moved to Bali another fucking guy he's made you know, start like a like a juice bar or something in Bali or some <laughs> shit I don't know I don't know Something, something. So uh, I was hoping that the fact that we we're a day a day later this week, I was hoping that at least there'd be something fucking concrete to talk yeah. about on that. But alas, um, you know, we probably don't know for a while. Yep. Like the pens, you know, the, the one, the only thing I've ever fucking agreed, I've ever agreed with those cocksuckers. Uh, it man, they've just come out and gone. Listen, we're sick of our players' names coming up in this thing when there's actually nothing, and we've never been told there's even an investigation. So how about you fucking come out with it? <laughs> And fucking put your cards on the table yeah. so we can fucking deal with it, and um, or fuck off. Mm. And uh, so far, they've taken the um, stay silent slash fuck off option. But uh, you know, I guess we shall find out. Mm. Um, briefly, the Parramatta Eels officials who sued the NRL over the breach notices that ordered the interim suspension have lost a legal bid challenging the validity. Uh, the Justice James Stevenson dismissed the challenge, saying that basically the NRL did not have to consult them in advance of suspending him and stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, so that, that, there is no procedural unfairness, as the, the Eels have liked to bandy around. And so not only that, it um, he, he said that uh, the sentence um, does no more than state that the NRL does not regard the rule suspension as preventing the plaintiffs from preparing their response to the notice or assisting the club to respond to the breach notice directed to it. Mm-hmm. And they have to respond to the notice and he, the NRL is going to be seeing damage, they're going to be seeking costs as well for the yeah, time wasting of these fucking idiots. And so... Um, yeah, Friday is the uh, well. the The officials have tomorrow to respond to to the notice, and then the club's response to the all the salary cap stuff well, is that, Friday. So that should be the, when the twelve points. That'll are be the Rebecca Blackest day in sports history. <laughs> <laughs> party, party, in. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate and Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Um, had um, Mitch Doyle, 13, tweeted us this week. He said uh, uh, he didn't put anything about it. He didn't, <laughs> didn't put any context on it. He said uh, their best year yeah, yeah, is also the same year they teamed up with This Week in League. Coincidence? I think not. I don't even use the NRL website anymore. And I was like... Um, 
who's best? Uh, are you talking about Sportsmate? And, and uh, yeah, they said the Sportsmate app is near perfect this year. Mm. And you know what the best Indeed. thing is? What's that? It's the best way I've found to make sure I maintain 100% Jamie Soward coverage in my week. <laughs> Not only can I get all of his tweets in yeah. the Panthers section, yeah. um, and fucking good on him for handling his, his dropping to Reggie's the way he has, but uh, I can also, on their match day feature... Can't they, don't, don't they, do they, does he have to, do they, do they have to include his tweets in like, like Winds of Wolves or some fucking section now, or...? Oh, no, still, still, I think it's everything to do with, with Panthers, but um, I can go down and look at any competition being played in Australia from, <laughs> uh, from I, I think, hang on, yep, yep, Holden Cup's there, the Super Cup is there if you're in Queensland, uh, Intra Super Premiership, State of Origin, City Country, All-Stars, NRL, you can even go back and look at last year's season if you're uh, feeling a little bit hard done by stats-wise. you're a masochist. But uh, I can keep in touch with my weekly Sour Wow. <laughs> sour Wow, officially. <laughs> Official Sour Wows. <laughs> um, so what did you have to say this week, anyway? <laughs> uh, pew, pew, pew. Pew, um, pew, pew, pew. Keep believing. I love the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, so I switched to basketball on the cards. <laughs> Uh, of course, if you want to get your Sportsmate fixed, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. And, of course, when the league season finishes, um, grab all the, they got, they got apps, everything. they got apps for Turkish oil wrestling. If I can grab the Sportsmate, it's oh, especially great. This won't make any difference because you won't hear this till after we've recorded, but uh, Danny Badiris is the next Ask an Expert. Okay. So if you want some professional hooking advice for New South Wales... Maybe get Farrah to tweet him. Yeah. Get out there. Ask Danny the, he's the expert. All right, um, Friday, oh, yeah, Friday night football, last Friday, uh, forgot about it, we had a slightly bridged round this week. Um, Friday night, the Canberra Raiders 30 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 18, down there in Canberra, a crowd of just over 9,000 in attendance. Um, the Raiders had tries to Branko Lee, Josh, Josh Hodson, uh, Whitehead, White and Papali, uh, five of five conversions for Jared Croker. Uh, Manly had tries to Daly Cherry Evans, Matty Parcell and Appy Coruscant. Uh Conversions are Jamie Lyon, Got one, and Dylan Walker got two from two attempts. Well, you start off with this one. Oh, well, this I tell you what, when the fucking when the fifty-fifty things aren't going your way, you know what's awesome? What's that? Crushing fucking injury toll. <laughs> <laughs> like when you've got—I mean—and you would know all about this. But when you've got a fucking injury toll, injury tolls are bad enough as it is. But then the the one thing is worse than a crushing team injury toll is. In-game fucking injury toll, especially the ones when you lose, like you know, a couple of your best players for the game around halftime. And so this uh, this game, honestly, I mean, it was it was pretty much a it was a it was pretty much a pick 'em like up to halftime. I mean, it was a fairly even evenly contested, well contested game. And then Cherry Evans doesn't come back after the second half. I think mm. Bureau was I don't know if he came back, but he was at least fucking yeah. You know, uh, then Jamie Jamie Lyons out. And then you start, you know, the inevitable shuffle of trying to fill players around. And uh, when you lose your halfback, it's not really, um, you don't really have cover for that. So um, they did really, they did really well to fucking hang in, hang in there, and actually make a comeback at the end. And got to the point at the end of the game where it was like exciting, where they almost scored a try, like you know, with a minute to go, and then it yep. would have been a scab grab to maybe even try and tie it, that sort of thing, to get the extra time. Yep. So, so, but I mean, Canberra like thoroughly took advantage of you know of 
what they had to in that period there when we didn't have yeah you know, when we didn't have the players to build a match winning league. I mean, it might be a little bit worrying for them that they that they let it slip a lot, you know, and they and they really dropped off in that last sort of twenty minutes. Yeah. But um, you know, good signs in the in the early going and especially the middle, you know, the the middle stage of the game. I mean, they've got a. I guess it's just a matter of like ruthlessness. They need to learn to, you know, keep their foot down and that sort of thing. But um, mm. yeah, that'll come. But otherwise, I think yeah, pretty positive signs for those guys. BJ, like you said earlier, I mean, fuck, Tory Redemption. <sighs> Where do we stand on him? Yeah. Like, I mean, he was just sending pictures of his of his missus around, and and I think he might have. Did he spit on her? I can't remember. And when he when they say he spit on her, I mean, what does that mean? Does it yeah, okay. euphemism or? I, no, I like, forgot on that. Let let me go and uh, and. Like it, that, that to me, that is still that to me, that is still like a violence. That is still like violence, violence against yeah. women sort of thing. I mean, like um, anything uh, we use, yeah. size, stature, physicality to intimidate yeah. or yeah, you know, and like spreading nudes around stuff. That's not cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Let me go. So, on. so yeah, that's what I mean. So, look at that before I profess my BJ love. Because play-wise, at the moment, I mean, that guy is like the the form center in the whole comp. Yes. And I mean, he's not really playing like a center. I mean, he's playing like an edge yeah, forward sort of in the center sort of thing. But fuck, man, he's like he's he's a weapon. But I'm just I'm, I'm just wary of too many redemption stories. Yeah. Look, uh, the the first little while of this game was it was a very good battle between those forward packs. But then after a half an hour or so. Which is funny because um, I mean, like, a, if any forward pack to battle to to, to battle and, and be in a contest, mm. a contest between with like you know Nate Miles and Darcy yeah. Lussig, if you're in a contest with those guys, <laughs> I mean that speaks to that you're yeah, fucking you're, you're fucking terrible. I mean, Brenton Lawrence, I mean, fuck, he's gone for season two with a pecker. I think. I mean, that dude, you know, I feel for him. He's a good guy, but mm. I mean, he's biscuit. But um, fucking Varve though, I'm loving that dude. Like I mean, I'm not loving his defence so much. He's a yeah, bit lazy. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that that all of these these injuries are, are related, but I am saying that all of these crippling injuries, uh, including Jamie Lyon's pretend injury where he just lost off after he uh, you know saw they were losing, took his toys and went home, <laughs> uh, happened after the diving incident. So we talk about rugby league karma. After the diving incident, where Jamie Lyon besmirched the good game of rugby league, well, I can, by I can playing like a soccer player. I can handle him. I can handle him being injured. Then with karma for that, that's fine. <laughs> um, the other really interesting thing was Canberra just went left most of the night, and they've had a lot of their success this year up on the right hand side with BJ and um, yeah. But I mean, they still Rapana. had a lot. Of, they're still I mean, when they got down there, they still had all their success. I mean, like a lot of their success was still down the right though, and also because the right because it's like the ver- the very nature of the way that BJ plays the game, he, he sucks people in. Yeah. So that creates opportunities for you know as well, you know. But again, every every attacking raid, they would end their set going left, end their set going left, end their set. Going yeah, left. which is strange because I mean I think I think the right's more vulnerable to be honest. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> but, um, the only the only thing I could come up with was maybe that was a. A game plan to target because you had both both Miles and Walker defending on that side. Yeah, it's like, right. Yeah. Like like Walker um, would be fucking tired. Was, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Would have lost more calories getting up and down from the TV. <laughs> yeah, well, you, he, he, pretty, he would use more energy on the bike warm up, like on the sideline. <laughs> fucking. Um, but you know, and, and again, it's sort of yeah. not a massive thing, but that was just a, an interesting point I yep. took out of the game. Yeah. So um, you know, the worst thing about this game is the fucking fucking crippling injury toll again. Um, and so here we go. Not, I think there's been <coughs> look because of the the lack of fact checking that I that I like. 
I want to say that there's been probably, you know, potentially zero games this year that merely have had their fucking um, projected spine in place. Because <laughs> yeah. mm. you've had uh, periods of Brett Stewart out, you've had periods with um, Dylan Walker out, you had periods yep. with Cherry Evans out, you had periods with Parcel out. Yep. And so it's been this never... Any, I mean, when you're in like a rebuilding sort of phase anyway you need to actually have time for these new players to actually play together. And it's just not fucking happening. And I don't even see, I don't see it happening this year. Just, it's, it's just been one of those fucking years. And I mean, people can talk about the injuries last year and go, oh, you know, blame fucking Donny. Yeah, well, you know, jokes yeah. on you motherfuckers. Donny's not there anymore. It's not his fault. So, the only thing I know is Manly. I mean, man, this, I don't know if it's like a fluency thing, you know, like a gelling thing. But defensively, they don't really fucking run up on... Well, they don't move up. They seem to wait, wait and see. And for you know this allegedly super fucking defensive coach Seabold that came from the Melbourne Storm. I mean, Melbourne Storm's defence isn't fucking suffering. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I you, you, I think you, you guys have been sold a fucking load of shit. I mean, I think Seabold might be the fucking Melbourne Ingram defensive coach. To be honest, <laughs> Bellamy was actually fucking it was surprise, surprise. The head coach was actually doing the work on this occasion. It wasn't his fucking assistant. I tell you, that, with all the injuries, it's nice for you to have an excuse coming into this week yeah the funny thing is Brookvale and <laughs> Brookvale and Pender have been it's been very very happy fucking very, very happy plays I mean, I'll never forget that, that amazing fucking game that Pender had won 10 times over <laughs> and, and uh, I was only seeing it today they put it up on uh, one of the news sites yeah. or something they had, uh, and that that spread fucking you know with, ended up with fucking Tommy Simons <sighs> in the corner on the right hand side in front of the Fulton Menzies oh, just fucking tremendous and uh, boy, I'd love to see that again. But um, the, the funny thing, the dangerous thing for Penrith is that with um, Coruscant and Walker in the halves, it's probably been the, the the biggest, the best wins we've had this season as well. So, um, I've, I, I feel bad for Cherry Evans. I mean, like he needs to understand that just because he's on the big bucks, he doesn't have to carry the team on his back the entire time, and he shouldn't be take like take on the line, but. Like Papali's injured a lot of people the way the way he tackles and falls yeah. on people. So uh, you, you've got to you know pick your pick your spots, man. I mean, because yep. he was definitely taking the line on more, and it was his best. I mean, it was his best game of the season. You know, until until the point he got injured. I mean, he scored yeah. a try. No, um, you know, he was actually he was actually creating shit, and he's finally you know getting you know overcoming the the previous the sprained ankle and looking real comfortable and uh, and getting into it. But then fucking bam, mm. sprained ankle again. So I don't even know if it was the same one or not. But I mean, these, those things just happen. I mean, it's not like it's a an injury thing that recurs. It's just like you f- a fat fucking Polynesian falls on your ankle when it's jacked up and um, there's, you know, rugby league. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. Um, Rev Sunny 101. Great late surge from Manly. Looks like they had the Raiders 1-12. to uh, Hash Manly payday. Uh, Todd H1987. Fucking old school Todd. He's like back to the, you know, the very early days of the show. We're lucky to get away with that in the end. Very poor last 20 to 30 minutes. Impressed with Whiten's effort tonight. I think Manly just made Whiten look good by being shit. Uh, at Mario Siegs, signed Parcel and the Turbros on long contracts right now. Agreed. Mm. Adrian underscore Maitland. How angry are the rugby league gods with Manly? Of course, that's what you said. Uh, life of tie. Support the players on the field. Sit through until the end. Rinse and repeat until season's end. At least it's not the Northern Eagles. <laughs> exactly. There can be worse. You can't have a team in a competition. Um, Mup 23. Win or lose, Manly players still get paid. In fact, even more when they lose. Pretty good tweet. It was. That was a good one. It was just, it was just slightly overshadowed later by that other tweet um, about the investigation, I think. <laughs> um, but that's that's a, a definitely another good one. Um, Saturday Arvo. 
The Warriors 36 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 18. Mount Smart Stadium just a touch over 15,000 in attendance. The Warriors had tries to Johnson, Thompson, uh, Lilliman, uh, doubled the tour, and uh, where we got Hoffman and Cutter with tries. Sean Johnson, four of seven conversions. Uh, Broncos 18 tries to Alex Glenn, Jordan Kahu, and um, Tevita Pangai Jr. And two of two conversions to Corey Parker and Jordan Kahu with one as well. Yeah. Hysterical this game was. In in the alternate universes that, mm-hmm. that permeate, yes. somewhere there is a universe where Miranta didn't play this game. <laughs> and the Broncos won very easily. <laughs> because I, that poor fucker's first 20 minutes, yeah, he was rugby league aides. He was the star. Everything he touched. <laughs> he was, yeah. Just turned to keloid scarring. <laughs> it's like, like they were passing him the ball. Yeah, and the theme from Philadelphia started playing in the stadium. He was that fucking bad. Um, it, I, I said to to Mister Wars, um, we were SMSing back and forth. Yeah, during this game, I should have and, thought to send him text while the game was going. And, and I said to him that. Um, you know, the Warriors probably have four or five of these games in them a season. And it just sucks when you're on the receiving end of them. Exactly. And and for this, it was a, a perfect storm. It it coincided with with the Broncos players having a, an uncharacteristically off night. It was just a, a couple of things Broncos normally don't have to think twice about. Yep. You know, their offloads sticking, um, Milford passing backwards. Mm-hmm. Those things normally just happen for them. Yep. Uh, and and they looked a little bit rattled when those things didn't come off. It, it looked to to really shake them. Um, the, at the end of the day, they completed at sixty one percent. Yep. You're never going to win a football game completing at sixty one percent unless you're playing against the Alex McKinnon All Stars. Yep. And they're all in wheelchairs, and you're not. Yep. But in terms of the Warriors, Sean Johnson was was vocal. This game, I don't think I've seen him. You know marshalling the troops and, and really putting them where they need to be yeah. like that all year uh, and, and as long as he can continue that but you know, every time I see him play with this sort of potential I just imagine what he'd be like if he'd have you know can you imagine him if he'd ended up under under a Bellamy or, or yeah. another coach or yeah. he'd be absolutely unstoppable yep so hurry the fuck up Warriors get him a decent coach I'll let him free set him free mm. I'm up 23 has a Bennett coach team ever gone into a game with an excuse ready but gone on to win despite it? Um, yes. That one time, that baby Broncos one where the baby Broncos thing actually was a thing. Yeah. Like against the Tigers back yeah. in the day. That one. That's it. That's the only one, though. Um, G Campbell underscore 88. Supercoach points don't tell the real story of how a player actually went, is what they say. Agreed. Miranda got five. It should have been negative 36. <laughs> five is pretty fucking terrible, though. I mean, you can pretty much just fucking roll around on the ground mm. like a dog, just fucking jamming your dick into the grass <laughs> to get five points with Supercoach. Um, D, Matea. Wind doesn't mean shit if we don't back it up. Do I dare open my heart again, only to be fucked in my dick hole? Hash, buy me dinner first. <laughs> Cruzy 6 there's not enough characters to go off chops at that pitiful performance, but I'd like to pay homage to the great one. Hash R.I.P. Ali. <laughs> cool. Your 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 homage to, to uh, Muhammad Ali is noted and completely irrelevant to this particular game. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that so many people who had no connection with him in any way, shape or form, be it religious, cultural, yep. sporting, 
all the same people who were all of a sudden massive Prince and David Bowie fans. Yeah. Earlier in the year. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell people who they fucking liked or not. No. Different things touch people different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, in in his honour. Have a drink. I do. I do wish people. I mean, like, obviously, if you've seen, like, you know, you know, like when we were kings and stuff, like, obviously, got uh, mm. you know about one particular small, you know, period in you, and you might know, yeah, you've seen news footage of other <laughs> things like that. But I mean, if you want to see him like on a fucking fight level, look, he's like his Cleveland Williams fight. That's a, that's mm. a, that's before the all the fucking that's prime Ali right there. That's before yeah. you rumble in the jungles and all that shit. Watch that fight. That's like unheralded. That's when you see that's that's prime. That's fucking prime Ali there. Or later in his life, you saw him make a martini. <laughs> Was he playing Jenga with Michael J. Fox? <laughs> Instant DJ. Oh, hand on the record. <laughs> what a fucking guy to hell. All because of you. <laughs> you're, the only, you're the only possible reason. Uh, Mr. Wars, a brilliant game by the Warriors. They were unplayable. I've lost so much coin today, I can't afford two, afford two minute noodles. <laughs> Rugby league. <laughs> Motherfucker, you banked so much coin on fucking oat scoring tries and shit this, this far in the season. You should be eating, still eating fucking foie gras and the rest of it. Um, at Mario Siegs. These eight day turnarounds are murder. Poor Brisbane. <laughs> oh gee, and all the Brisbane fans they really don't like losing yeah. it's like as if they weren't losing just me like two years ago <laughs> like to the point where they're losing it's, their way out of the finals yeah it's like they've forgotten about that completely forgotten about it it's a Queensland mentality thing yeah to a to a large degree um forgotten that their house was underwater <laughs> five years ago so you're talking about that. <laughs> So I'm just going to build another house at Rockley because I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Stumps are extra. Oh, nah. Um, it, it's that, you know, that, that every, every game, I know that every game's important in the scheme of things, but, but the complete inability to analyse a game on any other level than win-loss. Yeah. And also, but when, even when the loss, they can't just go, oh, fuck, we, you know, like, better, the better team won. Yeah. And like it's it's funny Sam Sam of all people actually being that guy, but then you have got the other ones. It's just like the go to thing isn't like. Thankfully, it's not. Oh, fucking referees killed us. That's cre- credit to you for that. That's great. But the the seems like the default response for a Brisbane fan is, well, fucking other team people who go for other teams love seeing us lose, and that's a mitigate the fact that you lost or yeah. Or, or, so what? You're a pack of fucking cunts when you win. Yeah. That's why. Yep. Don't act fucking surprised. Don't, there's no great yeah. mystery to this. Yeah. If you don't act like a pack of cunts when you win. Like, for example, people aren't really begrudging the Sharks' success at the moment. Not at all. They've seen those fans that have fu- they've suffered through shit team after shit team after, you know... Like, people People are offering fucking recipe ideas for their bag of dicks after their team gets beaten. Exactly. You exactly. Know, that- it- Exactly. That's a completely different supporter culture. Mm-hmm. This team that, like, you know, they'll tell, you know, they'll, they'll offer the bags of dicks or, you know, mm-hmm. they force, they'll force the bags of dicks on you. Mm. You'll yeah. receive it. You'll receive what the What you do with it, it's up to you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But um, it just seems, it's just, it's not it's just not done in a cunty way. Yeah. And I guess because it's dicks. Yeah. I mean, it's bags of dicks, isn't it? Yeah. So how, can you, how, can you, how can you put bag, <laughs> dicks mm-hmm. on people in a cunty way? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't, it, it, it anatomically doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know if you sort of 
up and down the middle like a like a sausage <laughs> back in school and glued them on vertically and oh fuck it's like master chef well, that, for, uh, for, for, for people who've been in sexy documentaries the, the busted hot dog photo that ended up on twitter <laughs> It's like those those people, those body mod people that fork their tongues, except like if they did with a dick. A forked dick. It's called octocock. Why is it octo? You do it, that sounds like you turn it into a fucking whisk. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking, a fucking no. pastry brush. No. it's Which is mathematically incorrect, because it turns into four sections. Oh, so you actually split it. Okay, like yeah. a cross down. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Why would you do that to yourself, though? Mm. Hey, people like different things. Basically... Think about getting that done to yourself, How that, what that would feel like, and that's what it's like watching Broncos fans carry on after a loss. Yes. The North Queensland Cowboys, 46, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 16, up at 1,300 teeth in front of just shy of 15,000 people in attendance. The Cowboys, 46, came from tries to Winterstein, Cooper, Granville, uh, Hattrick to Ray Ray, and uh, Felt got a double. Thurston, seven of eight conversions, and the Knights had tries to Corey Dennis, Jake Mamo, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and two of three conversions to Trent Hodkinson. Yeah, just going the the uh, the silly question here, is that Fitzgibbon any relation to Craig? Don't know. Has it been broadcast? It's, a- it's, not, it's not, well, it's not been broadcast to us. Okay. It could be. I mean, you know, we had the great, uh, the great uh, junior golden nuts in there. Yep, true. So it could be the. Uh, yeah, I don't think the ages would match up though, would they? For Poor the Newcastle. Poor Newcastle. Yeah, they, Newcastle. They got a team that had had the excuses and elected not to use them, and just <laughs> and just proceed to kick the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, it it was strange. The the best opposition in the league has to be very careful of the errors and, and penalties they give away against the Cowboys mm-hmm. because they are very good at turning opportunity into points but poor old Newcastle were just comboing the fuck-ups they're chaining like <laughs> chaining together you know, the the, the centre had missed a tackle and as he missed the tackle the winger would slip over coming back up yeah. into the line it was just <laughs> a, a Benny Hill show of a of a rugby league game um, this game went exactly the way that most people expected it to. And the Cowboys went out there and, you know, were very, very professional. They could have very easily taken their foot off the pedal and, and especially with a lot of players backing up from origin. Rest, um, yeah, good, just, you know, just coast at home, boys. But but that's what makes players like, uh, you know, Thurston and Scott the dominant force they are in state of origin. Yep. And... Uh, People watching obviously felt the same because you didn't get a lot of tweets on this one either. Um, Mikey Smokes, there's a cogger playing. There's a fan masturbating furiously somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this Spring, Spring, Springfield or, or Toowoomba or somewhere in between in transit. Um, M51 Avoider. So good teams aren't affected by Origin. It's, it's, uh, sits there in the fucking... <laughs> well, sits which, there in the stalls just slinging it at the Broncos fans. But, uh, in all seriousness though, Mm-hmm. Which teams had the largest number of Origin players out of them in the league? Broncos yeah. is up there, right? Will it be Cronulla? Yeah, okay, so Cronulla, how many do they have? They had Gallon, Maloney, Fafita. So you're right. Um, and then you have the Broncos with their four or five, the Cowboys. Yeah, they actually, they had outs though. I mean, the, the Cowboys rested Morgan, didn't they? That Was that, was that it? Yeah, well, 
But he was fucking channeling Dallas Johnson, so of course they rested him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, compelled, let's say they were compelled to sit him out of this yeah. one. Um, but, you know, the, the Sharks came good and the, the Cowboys came good. Yep. I'm, I'm not sure the Broncos' loss had a lot to do with Origin. Yeah, dogs, though. Um, yeah, true. Especially late. We'll get to that. The um, Melbourne Storm 24 defeated the Penrith Panthers 6 at Amy Park. A touch over 11,000 in attendance. The Storm's 24. Tries to Bromwich, Proctor, Morgan and Cronk. Cameron Smith, 3-4 conversions and a penalty goal. The Panthers, 6. Try to Josh Mansour and a conversion to Jamie Soward. A couple of minutes in, I had the stupid idea that we might actually be competitive in that game. And going in, I was actually quietly confident that, that yeah, to get sh- Melbourne the on the show last origin. week, weren't you saying? Weren't you saying last week that you were going to? Lo- yeah, you're pretty set on losing, were you? Oh look, I, yeah, I was set on set on losing in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but considering the the intensity of state of origin, um, I thought that okay, well maybe maybe if there's a week to get Melbourne in Melbourne, this is the week. Yeah. Um, and our first ten minutes were very very good. We went mm. out there, and we looked to be back to that very simple game plan we had when we were you know knocking off teams and and winning games albeit by one point um but then the discipline just left yep the discipline absolutely went away uh, and it was similar to the point you made about manly our defensive line seemed to be very 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 still mm-hmm. and waiting for the attack to come up yeah uh, and when you've got players of quality of uh of smith and cronk in there you, you really can't can't do much no. against that sort of attacking line. Um, the The first try that Melbourne scored was incredibly soft, and the second try they scored was almost in the identical spot. Yeah, uh, and and that was just you know getting somebody one on one with Jamie Soward. Uh, when but we did sort of come back into the game, and there were a couple of stages where we yep. we did get right back into the game. There was no maturity there, and we were going for hail marys on every single play yep. you know there was no pressure built there was no no opportunities created it was just relying too much on that throw it around and something will happen something will open and up and yep. score a try it's the the fucking underpants gnomes of, of rugby league <laughs> game plans it's <laughs> stage one yep. run the football yep. stage two try stage three try <laughs> <laughs> yeah question 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 um but uh fucking Bromwich for the storm. Yeah. You know. And he's not a nobody player and he hasn't come from nowhere, but but God Bellamy knows how to get the best out of yeah. people. He's been pretty hot for the last couple of you know, yeah. last couple of seasons too. Um, and, and just but just to maintain that level and and he's never talked about as, you know, one of one of the, the best forwards in the game. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, well, he, he, it's just damaging. Yeah, it's it's because it's because he's he, he's not a guy that's up for Origin or Australian contention. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that, that's, that's why it. he's just under the radar a bit. Um, but it's you know you look at Melbourne, they're just they're better drilled than any other team, but they're also better drilled against individual opposition than yep. any other team. Yep. Uh, and and they just did an excellent job again of shutting down the the speed of the play of the ball. Yep. And we couldn't get in. Uh, the base chapo said, "What is Jay's opinion on Tohu Harris's perm?" You know what? When your side's playing the way that they are, you can have whatever the fuck you want, even a man bun. Well, my whole thing about fucking Urban Samurai in the yeah. beginning was, don't have a kind of a haircut if your team's not playing well. Yeah, 
you know, sprouting around there like a... Just tough, though, like putting an individual hairstyle on, on you know, the like 17 <laughs> players there. you got the got, got impact on that, influence on that, you know. Hey, look at Ryan James. Yeah. Look well, at Ryan I mean, but he's, James. Yeah, well, we'll see you saying he's turned his entire side around through his yep. selection of haircut. He's a reverse Samson. There you go. Mm. You heard it here first from the master and the expert on, uh, on rugby league haircuts. Sydney Roosters 32 defeat the West Tigers 18 at Allianz Stadium in front of a fucking crowd of 3,622. <laughs> it was shitty. It was it, it, it were absolute diabolical conditions, though. Um, the, their points came from tries to Mitchell, Tupo, Ferguson, Guerra, Watson. Um, SST got five of five conversions and a penalty goal, which is fucking amazing. Um, in those conditions again, uh, 18 points to the Tigers. Simona, Nofaluma and Tedesco tries and Mitchell Moses, three of three conversions. Mm. On the subject of the weather, mm-hmm. we've, uh, I know we've got some listeners, not social media active listeners, but down the south coast of New South Wales. Yes. Who were very badly affected by the storms. So I uh, hope everyone's safe and all your shit's dry and yeah, don't go driving your car through hope, puddles. I hope you don't live, didn't fucking live on Ocean ocean Road, Collar yeah. or wherever. Fucking hell. Yeah. It, uh, some tragedy good. there. <laughs> fucking real estate tragedy there. Damn, he's not letting the government build that seawall, tell you. <laughs> oh, see, the people that oppose the seawall probably hate rabs. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, the people who are for the seawall probably because they're people, you know, with, with brains, you know, generally they've used to create a fortune for themselves <laughs> to buy absolute beachfront homes that can get washed away in unexpected hundreds of dollars. If you'd have looked at one game of the round, yeah, and picked it to be the lowest scoring game of the round it definitely would have been this one. Oh, you think just because of the conditions oh you you know, if you, you had think, been in yeah. advance you knew it was going to be absolutely quite you know? yeah yeah okay um but both teams just well, fuck that <laughs> had no respect for the rain or wind or anything and, <laughs> yeah. and it actually turned out i don't know how much of it was the storm but it actually turned out to be a fairly entertaining game of football it was a decent game um you know uh tedesco probably could have had a better track coming back in if yeah. he's going to look for that origin selection yeah. he, he was probably a little bit highly done by from a a personal point of view See, even tracks like this though it's just so risky with coming back from an injury yeah so yeah, just the fact he got through it is good um, and the the Roosters were were you know pretty how they've been all season you know the, the they're used to playing without a lot of their their big name players by now so I, I don't think the losses of your your pierces and your coordinates would have affected them as much as people yeah. thought, um, but they they were just probably I don't want to say the luckier of two sides, but but probably took their opportunities a little bit better than the Tigers yeah. did. Yep, the Tigers certainly didn't take advantage of every time they were sort of rolling through or you know busting them. Mm. Just yeah, the, the I just just less respect or less luck with passes sticking in conditions and things like that. I think which, which in that weather, that's all you can call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one-eyed Tiger underscore. He said, uh, so a win over the Wooden Spoon team and an Origin-depleted team were really just anomalies. Regular service resumed today. <laughs> Hashtag run TM. Because, of course, B was sitting it out. The biggest tiger hated every minute of that game. Every minute. Angry NRL guy. Heroic sacrifice made by Fergie to touch an unsuspected bare ass and not even stick a single digit in. Herculean effort. And that's true. I mean, that's you want to talk about redemption. I want to talk about, you know, reformed character. Mm. the pants were down opportunity was there <laughs> potentially motive however 
yeah. he elected not. But it wasn't in a dark environment, in a situation where he had a physical advantage over the person. Which that's is true. his natural habitat. Well, that's, that's true, that's um, true. But just to, to put this game into context, um, my power went out. Okay. Uh, at the stage where the game was, the roosters were up, yep. uh, 18-12. Okay. And that's when the Tigers were coming on because they just to try to make it 18-12, right? That's it. And so yep. I've had the, the power come back on. I watched the rest of the game on on replay. Yeah. But I saw the final score. Yeah. And, and I couldn't believe... How to get to that point. How to come to that. So, yeah. and, you know, again, from a from a coaches and fans' point of view, they're those games you look at and you, you probably really can't take too much away in terms of future planning. Yeah. Um, just be happy you got two points yeah, and run that's along. Um, Grasshopper 474. Fucking Rabs needs to go to the nursing home. <laughs> Evans, dark skin, Napa, ghostly ranger. <laughs> Ash, easily confused. It was raining. Come on. <laughs> they were covered in mud, I guess. Uh, uh, Earthboy75. <laughs> Can Rabs fuck off to Super League before the June 30 transfer deadline? <laughs> Ash, this week in dementia. <laughs> Dude, well, the Poms do love a good Aussie commentator. Richie Benno was a, uh, a saint yeah. over there. But he was, a, he was a saint in the sport. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wasn't like... It wasn't like there was... Two people in the entire world going, yep. oh, you hate Richie, Richie because you're hipsters. No, it was, he was beloved because he was amazing. But he's got white hair. He could be the poor man's Richie Bonneau. The working class man's Richie Bonneau. <laughs> Can you imagine getting around like, you know, like Catalan's games where he's like a new French name? <laughs> it's bad enough. Mario Siegs. I love Sam Moa. He runs straighter than Chapo at a cancer victim. There's a joke for people who are... <laughs> You followed, followed Chapo on Twitter for any given time. You seen, you saw what happened, didn't you? No. Oh fuck, he's um, he's tw- he's just thrown it out there. So I think with the voice was on or something, and he's thrown something out there about Delta, like you know she faked cancer, <laughs> faked having cancer or something, benefited from faking having cancer or something. Anyway, her <laughs> mum is on Twitter and must be searching on her name. Oh, and so, no. she, so she's replied. So she's replied like, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't know the struggles, oh. you know, blah blah blah. And he's replied, he goes, woman, I'm from Western Sydney. Don't talk to me about struggle. <laughs> That woman on from Western, that, that like that tweet, that's one of my fucking favourite ones. <laughs> one the best thing he ever did. <laughs> he does not like the courage of his convictions. No, he will, he will, he will go in there and occasionally. Uh, he's quite funny. That and the Lint Cafe tweet were pretty funny as well. Where he's talking about was that the Kane Evans try last year. It's like Kane Evans was held up longer than the Lint Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that. That's the two shining moments of quality from that gentleman. Um, Gold Coast Titans twenty nine defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs twenty eight over in uh, Perth. Just over 13,000 in attendance. And the Titans 29 came from a double to Ryan James. Ash Taylor, Tyron Roberts, Josh Hoffman uh, also with tries. Uh, Ash Taylor, one of one conversions. Tyron Roberts, three of four. Um, Taylor with the crucial field goal at the end. And the Rabbitohs, their 28 came from tries to Goodwin, Nielsen, Cody Walker, um, Talakai and Cameron McInnes. And uh, Reynolds, four of five conversions. And uh, he had a couple of cracks at field goal too. And uh, mm. not clutch. No. No. Um, Ryan James, he's another one I think should really be thrown around for, for state of origin contention. He, it's funny thing, he actually was about, oh, I don't know, what, Two six weeks ago? ago? No, no, like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, early this year. And and everyone was kind of like, you know, oh, fucking surely you jest. Because you couldn't tr- you couldn't trust that he was actually a truly reformed character. But it's, as it turns out, he seems, he does seem to be. He Wasn't, wasn't his thing, though, that he was the most penalised player in 2016. Fuck, he felt like it. Not 2016 was, or 2015. Oh, was it 15? Well, this year, I don't think he would be, surely. I mean, this year oh, I would have it was to be... this year. I might be wrong. Um, 
fuck, there's a statistic out there, no doubt. I'd love to know who the most penalised is, actually. But uh, in in terms of of effort, he's he's I think at that stage of his career where you know he, he's only 24, 25, but he's had is it four seasons now, five. Is it, is it more than that? Probably about five. Yeah, it's probably about five. And think yeah. about it, yeah. Um, so he's, he's got a lot of experience and he's still relatively young. So I, I think that he, he should definitely be in contention. But yep. the, when the the Titans just seem to be, at the moment, doing the very simple things well, so... Which is what you need to do when you've got a side that's not packed with natural talent. Exactly. So so they look to have had a, a, you know, a couple of little titans that, that almost could losses yep. earlier in the year yep. and they've just been going back to, to very very basic things and it's worked out for them especially in games like this where if your game plan is okay very very simple football mm-hmm. you tend to fall into those grinds a yeah. little bit easier yep. and even at stages late in the game where it, it looked like the rabbits were, were running back over the top of them I don't think the titans were ever really truly out of it Yeah, um, they, they always looked okay well yeah, this might have happened, and, and okay, they've scored a couple of tries now, but but it, you, it didn't deflate their spirits, their body language didn't change, they were still yep. running as hard in attack and defence. Um, Sam Burgess is starting to get a couple of games like this where when things don't go his way, he starts to have little temper tantrums. Yeah, that's fucking, mate, that's a Burgess, um, that's a Burgess character flaw that's been, it's yeah. been apparent for the entire time he's been here. And, you know, this game in particular... He drops the ball, then he gives away a penalty directly after that. Yeah. Then Ryan James scores his second try. Yeah. Only for the fact that he didn't have a fucking stupid man bun for people to grab onto and stop him scoring. <laughs> it's his slick new haircut that got him through. Um, but the that's that's really got to be tempered because they're looking to to someone at the moment who who really gets them out of these these tight games or. Or bad situations. Yep. Uh, and I don't think the way he's going about it at the moment is the right way to do it. Yep. All right. Um, where are we? Grasshopper 474 again. So that South Grub isn't getting charged. Will someone be kind enough to tell Parsi's nuts that lay on the turf of NIB Stadium? That was pretty fucking blatant. That wasn't... He didn't stand on... Yeah. He didn't stand on his balls. He, like, looked down and positioned himself and, like, struck it down yeah. in a downward stomping you know what I mean like it wasn't like oh he was just like stepping around you know like on his feet and you know like losing balance and just you know putting yeah. his foot down it's like he picked his leg up and he looked and picked the target and went fucking boom yeah and I've given up on the match review committee to be quite honest yeah I've I've given up on them reviewing anything in a match yep um and and if if something is so fucking blatant that Everyone in the general public's talking about it. The Brett Kamali, yeah, it, talks about it on like a, I'm sure I saw him on one of the news websites saying it should have been three weeks. You know what? If the NRL, if the NRL match review committee's, you know, smart and forward thinking, then they would have people who are experienced in social media to go through each game and say, well, fuck, people are talking about this, 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 and this. Fuck, this one got blown up a bit. You're going to get 70% that, of them... That's just that Josh kid fucking... Yeah. Just remove those. Now, let's see what, <laughs> now what's left? So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, 80% of them, 70% of them are going to be salty fans. Yep. But, oh, fuck, okay. People noticed that. Let's make sure it's actually spoken about and reviewed properly. 
Yeah, let's let's not just you know nail someone just because you know the the mob demanded. Yeah. But let's if we're not going to, if there really is nothing there to penalise, then we need to come up with a a release addressing why it wasn't yep. to yeah to that's it. At least make it a bit more transparent with the process. Mm. Um, agreed. Uh, astronauts Ryan James Ryan James a good haircut a good try. Mm-hmm. Tweet that one to you as well. Fantastic. Monday night foot bitch Cronulla Sutherland Sharks twenty to feed the Canterbury Bulldogs eighteen. Just a touch over 10,000 people at ANZ. And the uh, Sharkies, their 20 came from tries to Townsend, Holmes, Barber and Lutelli. Um, Maloney, two or four conversions. The Doggies, 18, came from tries to Reynolds, Lisha and uh, Cassiano. Mm-hmm. Carrot Holland, three or three conversions. Looking at this game, is, um, is Lyka eligible for New South Wales? Say so Lyka, Lisha, Lucia, Lisha. Yeah, um... Given it's just another fuck up for Rabs if he is. Yeah, I, look, I, I haven't even thought about his eligibility because I, you know, that requires thinking about him in that way. Looking at the two of them on field, I'd take him over Ennis. That's just my personal opinion, um, because Ennis was it was a little bit of, of old Ennis in him during this game, and especially during tight games, um, that that's not what you need. New football team. Do you think you lose anything though, putting Ennis there instead of Farah? I think you gain, you lose some things. You lose a kick. I think you. I think you. You. You might. I think you gain. You know. I think you get more consistent service. Probably yep. like the ability to draw penalties and things my like th- that as well. Probably goes Ennis up. And you, you look at him when he plays. Yeah. He doesn't generally give service from the ground. Yeah. He wants to get up and take a step or, yeah. or have a look around yep. and then yep. pass it, yep. which is exactly the same issue we had with Robbie Farrow. There was no speed to the play of the ball. There was oh, no, yeah, but I mean, I mean, no it, time. The problem with Farrow is he'd do that and pass to the pass to a forward, just like, you know. But if Ennis is doing that and he's passing selectively based on what he sees in front of him, I mean, it's a different... I mean, because Farrow's not doing that. Farrow's, Farrow's taking his step... And then just just dumping it to the guy to his left, or you know, yeah, like Far- imme- immediately, like there's no like he's not using that step to fucking read that what's going on and see who's exactly. moving and you know that sort of thing. So. And realise you're a fucking number nine, and the six and seven should be deciding Where, who yeah. takes the hit up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, the the sharks sort of look a little bit lazy um, after after ten or fifteen minutes, and it was all a little Hopper Junior needed to fucking yep. magic underpants his way. Yep. Into the end goal, but um, unfortunately, the the dogs just you know you, you can never blame one moment on a loss. No. But things like not finding touch on a penalty. There's 30 minutes of dog stuff you blame for this game because um, I mean they were so dominant and like seemingly had this you know the, the well in control for so long. Mm. Like I'd go one step further and say they're probably the better team. They they had all the momentum. They had. Yep all the attacking flair and they really had the sharks on the back foot uh, but the, they, they did their best to fuck themselves and gave the sharks a, an option back in um, you know, Hopper Jr. was I thought on field best for the dogs the rest um, did him good the rest did him very good <laughs> playing every couple of weeks you know, your recovery is just fucking spot on he didn't have to contend with too many high balls yep. uh, but for the ones that they came at him along the ground he was safe his positional play was good yep um, there were a couple of times where he wasn't around to defuse a kick, yep. and then you get things like Michael Ennis being the one back in defence and and letting tries in. But um, 
probably not the best game that the Sharks could have had, but taking into account that they did have some of the more important players backing up from Origin, I think they'd be pretty happy with the result. Um, the base chapo. I have no words for that absolute tornado of shit the Bulldogs served up tonight. Hashtag, hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Hashtag, everybody hurts. <laughs> Special K online. I had legit three wanks. Th- oh, sorry, I legit had three wanks today. I can't even celebrate this win. <laughs> Mitch Tall 13. The Sharkies just put together a point-scoring, zero-conceded second half. Hash, complete footy team. Hash, premier- premiership favourites. Hashtag, engravers ready. <laughs> Relax. Uh, at life of Ty. I'll be so happy when the Sharks bomb out of the finals again this season after all their belief is growing. Someone that sounds like someone who lives near the Shire. GT351 underscore Johns. The drug-fucked Shark Gronks didn't win. We lost with stupid errors and penalties. We were the better team, just stupid at times. Mm. I don't even think it was stupid errors and penalties. I think it was more like... Yeah, there was errors and penalties, but I, I think it was more just mm. not capitalising on absolutely dominant periods of the game where, yeah. you know, it seemingly were, you know, camped. Previews, I've uh, got a full round this week and uh, Thursday night football, the Brisbane Broncos take on the Canberra Raiders up here at Suncorp. Yeah, um, interesting game. Um, I'm trying to tell myself that it'll be close. I don't think it will be as close uh, as as a couple of people are saying. Um, Canberra's worst performance is well under Brisbane's worst performance. Yep. And I think the Broncos would have been fairly well drilled after the performance they put in in New Zealand last week. Uh, Canberra definitely on on the rise, but I think the fact that they let in as many points as they did last week, yep. uh, you, you have that sort of lapse in attitude against the Broncos, and they'll put twice as many on you. So I'm going Broncos at home. Yeah, look, I'm going to go Broncos at home, but I mean, not with the, the same amount of confidence, because I, what we will see, I guess, is... is they're going to have their origin guys back. Um, yeah, they still don't have McCulloch, and that's a big factor for, you know, probably, you know, some of why they've been playing poorly lately. I mm. mean, he hasn't been there. But um, it'd be interesting to see, net with the origin guys back, you'll know whether it's a... if it's a thing, if there's an issue. Because I mean, remember, like, yeah. they had... they had one of the, one of the losses was, was origin guys, you know, not all of them back, and, you know, some of them, some of them were playing, you know, tired a couple of days after yep. origin. The one before that was all the origin players were out. You know, yeah. but you know, for, for forced you know yeah. eligibility yeah. wise. So, and then the one before that was the the sharks one, wasn't it? Where it was, you know, where they they played in the yeah. afternoon and they weren't used to the sunlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the whole vampire thing. So there are kind of excuses in place around it. There's reasons, but this one, I mean, it's not Friday night, but it's Thursday night. So it's, you know, same diff, and the turnaround. Then that's what they blame. Oh, of course, short turnaround. I've been a fool. You're right. Okay, it's Canberra to win. <laughs> West Tigers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Friday night football. This one's a traditional game where the Tigers get done by 50, but Souths aren't Souths. Well, actually, even when yeah. Souths were shit, they would, they would still be the Tigers getting done by 50 this time, though. I don't know. Well, Tedesco's back, and if it's dry, that's that's six points at least for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So all the Rabbits have to do is score more than six. To win. To win. Um, again, I'm... I'm not impressed by Souths. No. Uh, but when their backs were against the wall last week, they showed what they're capable of as an attacking football team. Yeah. Um, they almost got them home too. But oh, I think I think just based on um, Inglis and Burgess 
and the size of them. I'm going to have to tip south. What about um, short turnaround, long travel distance? From Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing in that? No. Look, I think... I'd, I'd, I'd like to, to you know, help, to help the Tigers people and say they're going to win, but Robbie Farrow's been named on the side, and I guess, well, fuck, they lost last week without Farrow, so it's not just him's problem, but... Brooks and Moses both named, and we know when the two of them play together, mm. generally speaking, it doesn't. It's a little bit more disjointed, so it's tough. I'm just going to have to go with South, and like that's with no confidence because I don't rate South either. Mm. Uh, the Knights take on the Warriors Saturday afternoon, Hunter Stadium, Newcastle. Warriors by a fucking thousand, and I say that even though it's outside of New Zealand, um, etc., etc., etc. They're paying a dollar thirty. The Warriors. Yeah, and so I think they're fairly comfortable. On the planet thinks that they're going to win. One of the more lockier locks of the week, I think. Mm. Uh, the Eels take on the Gold Coast Titans. This is TIO, so that's up in Darwin, right? Yep. So, uh, a month ago, or whatever it was, five weeks ago, the Eels romp home. Yep. And continue their charge. Yep. Now. I actually think the Gold Coast have a a very decent chance. I think they do too. Of, of knocking off the Eels. And this is also be a Saturday after the Friday is when all yep. the, all the shit needs to be submitted. Yep. For the Eels thing, so yeah, they may have the 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 twelve point deduction and all that sort of stuff hitting them before this game as well. So uh, yeah, it's very interesting. With with things like foreign being gone for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. um, it, that's a, a big blow to them. Could be could be a massive boost to them though too. I mean, imagine the morale around a team when you got a fucking degenerate like that. You know, gambler, gambler, yeah. gambler. You know, recreational how energy drinking, prescriptiony. Kenny Rogers, fucking greatest tits album. <laughs> just, um, yeah, so I look. I think that the the Titans can get back over the top of the hills. They're just playing a more exciting, uh, more upbeat style of football at the moment. How do you rate the Titans on a, on a couple of fucking decent trips? I mean, the They're players like Perth, on Perth, Perth back, yeah, Perth back, and then up to up to Northern Territory. Yeah, I think it was Ryan James that said in his, his post match interview that they they went straight from Perth to Darwin. Okay, uh, and they Smart. spent they spent the whole time up there, you know, yeah. training, uh, but also getting out in the community and and Doing spreading that, yeah. the spreading the gospel of rugby league. Yeah. Good on them. Uh, and trying to build some support for the club up there because fucking God knows they don't have it on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Sydney Roosters take on the Melbourne Storm Saturday evening, Allianz Stadium. I, I just tip Storm until further notice, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a time, you know, where they might get busted or, you know, they might dip and that sort of thing, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm. So, I'm, you know, I'm not prepared to really go against them until, uh, until then. Mm. Jackson Hastings back in the side. That'll be divisive. I mean, given they've dropped him and the, and the way his dad had a fucking hissy fit on Twitter about it and that sort of shit. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll see how he goes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Penrith Panthers Sunday afternoon at Brookie. The golden time, the golden place. Are we having a bet on this one? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to? <laughs> 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 I'm, happy, I'm happy to have a fucking bet on it. Oh, yeah. I'll bet on two flies crawling down, fucking down a pickle slide down a wall at a McDonald's. <laughs> I, th- I think, I mean, honestly, 
<laughs> this is probably the most fucked up lineup that um that Manly have had to display all season. Um, fuck me, the centres, Tommy Turbo, which he was actually quite good on the on the left hand side. Yeah, he was um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Braden William, fucking nightmare, uh, and you got Matthew Wright and uh, and. And Tafur. So, uh, presumably Tafur's going to be on the left outside turbo then, and then Willie Army's going to be over the, in yeah. the Jamie Lyon centre position. Fuck, that's that's going to be strange. I mean, also... Yeah, they're professional sports people. Yeah, they... They I mean, should know how to get in Bryce, there. Bryce Cartwright in the six. Jamie South's been dropped, as we've, as we've mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, what the fuck is going to happen there? I mean, I wish Look, Jamie Sauer was there to run through. Like, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I mean, I think, I think someone like um, <laughs> someone like Dylan, Walk, Dylan Walker and Tafua would uh, would would love to fucking trample that patch yeah. of grass. <laughs> um, my opinions on playing players out of position, yeah, are well known. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, especially when we had the option of and my feelings on Peter Wallace have been pretty clear uh, of putting Wallace back into the halves. Seguiaro back into the nine. Seguiaro's really fucking shat the bed if, over there, something there. If you it? really want to drop Jamie Sout, yeah. then... Have um, some op- have an option to bring in this, yeah. a, a native to that position. You know, so... Um, looks the young Cleary lad's second game in the NRL. I don't think he had a blinder of a first game. It wasn't a happy first game, but it wasn't like it was his fault, though. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, a, a couple of things you could see him trying to do that, that yeah. obviously worked in, in the lower grades, but but didn't in in first, but he'll be better for that run. Um, I think, again, based on based on the fact that this dropping of Soward should probably shock some of the team into action, um, and based on Manly's rampant fucking diving karma that's applied <laughs> to the team, um, put your entire house and everything you own on Penrith thirteen plus. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like, I would, I would love that this. This would be the ideal Penrith lineup to take on, just because, like, you know, no halves <laughs> and that kind of thing. But then, like, we, we get crushed with even worse injuries, even less halves. Could we say? Could we say though that you know the the old cliche? Oh, well, this was a game of two halves. This is a game of no halves. Absolutely less than zero halves. <laughs> this is negative halves. <laughs> I mean, you look at I mean, like we we're rocking. I mean, you're rocking with a back rower, and what's clear, he's a seven, though, right? He's he's naturally seven. Yeah, he's eighteen, yeah. so he, yeah. he doesn't even count as a quarter. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, well, okay, so he's he's so he's an eighth. But then you got then you got Hooker, Appy Corusau, and Santa Dylan Walker on our <laughs> side as well. So we got exactly zero halves. There's going to be a lot of running in this game. This the the problem the problem is um, that Penrith have got a lot of mistakes in them, and I feel like if if Manly do what they've been doing lately. They're going to drag Penrith down to that level, and and if and if Manly get yeah. that that last that last twenty thirty roll on thing, <laughs> that might be the, after and, they drag Penrith down to that we, level. We do have the Anthony Griffin late collapse thing, in, yeah. So so that's a that's a bit of an X factor for this game. Liam Knight in the eighteen jersey. <laughs> so so Liam Knight, uh, boom boom rookie Liam Knight. Uh, he's um. In the eighteen, so so I'm not sure who's who's uh, in mm. trouble or who might not be there, but fuck, it would be a great time to bring him in, um, potentially at the expense of someone like a Lussick or a Nate Miles. Mm. Uh, but then we've got the wife beater in the sixteen, so fuck, there's your karma right there too. What, it's not a bad history. Round ten last year, we got you by one. Round six, we got you by twelve or ten. Can't, I can't math tonight. 
um, 2014 you got us by 1 2013 we got you by 12 so it's fairly even here when did you get you by 1 when did you, when did you by 1 was that what was it around around 25 2014 so that was that game where we scored at the death then last game of the round yeah, yeah. last game of the season I don't remember that being decided by one. I thought it was a try. Like, you know, it was definitely a try that won it, but it must That's have been it. a... Okay. It was a try, but maybe we had, we'd scored a few. I forget the fucking running of that you, game. You might be going back further than I am, because this only goes back to um, 2011. No, this was recent, because it had Tommy Simons as the one that scored the try at the end. Over on the right-hand well, side. was one side. that we kicked the, the field... Moreland kicked the field goal to fuck you. Yeah, that wasn't, it definitely wasn't last year. It was towards the end of the year. It was like one of the last games of a season. 2014. You it must have been, 26, yeah. 25. There must, there must have been that. So you were up by field goal and we scored a try to get over top. That's why it's the one point, yeah. Like it wasn't us with yeah. the odd point. It yeah, was yeah, with the even it. points, yeah. Yep, yep, that makes sense. That's the one. Yep. Fuck, fuck, that was epic. Because <laughs> I had people giving it to me, like Penrith fans fucking giving it to me on Twitter and stuff. They, they, it was over according to them. They must have been very, very new Penrith fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as you know, this is an 82-minute game. <laughs> oh. But honestly, I've, I've got no, no confidence in that game. But I mean, like, I look at, like, I've got no confidence in your side either. This is like a fucking cripple fight. And, like, we're actually all biscuited at this, you know, similar time. I mean, you've got Moylan and Mansell there. They're usually injured at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's, you know, advantage you yeah, on that if, respect. If we have our, our peaches in our cart right step up, yep. um, then, then we win the game fairly easily. If we turn into dropsies, penalties, Panthers, yeah, then then you guys are just going to walk all over us. And if, I'll tell you, and, if, and if you guys have got problems with dummies, reading dummies, <laughs> you're going to get fucking carved because let me tell you, it's going to be dummies for days from Dylan Walker and Coruscant. It's going to be like... Somebody, <laughs> somebody shunt up, perm. Please go and get a copy of Reading Dummies for Dummies and give that to the Panthers. <laughs> you, just, you don't even have to read. This is the thing with dummies. You don't even have to read them. You just got to fucking put your body on that guy no matter what he does. Yeah. Like this mentality like, oh, if he passes, I'm going to fucking like slide to the next. Fly neck. off like, him. And- no, he's your man. Yeah. Put your man down. <laughs> Like, no matter what. I mean, if anyone who's marking up with Jonathan Thurston has that, goes goes with that thing, I don't give a fuck what he does, I'm putting him on his back. Mm-hmm. You, you do that, not only do you take him out of, like, you know, additional phases of play, yeah. but he also will never fall for a dummy. I mean, exactly. if he beats you, like, you know, you know, with footwork or something, that's great. But if, if, if he beats you because you're watching his hands and not, you know, you, yeah. you know you're a fucking idiot. Um, I say that as a guy that would never be able to tackle Jonathan Thurston. Um... Monday Night Foot Pitch, St. George, Illawarra Dragons take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. And uh, this one's taking place at ANZ. Yeah, I'm going to have to back the doggies on this. Doggies to bounce back. Just based on, you know, it's their on week after a loss. Yeah, I've, uh, lo- I've lost um, track of those weeks. I think they fucked up the rotation a bit. Yeah, but then they, they fucked up the fuck up. So I think we're back on the original. So that means if last week was the off week, then it should have been apparent that they were going to lose even when it looked like they were going to win. Yeah. Okay. Um... On week in a team that's pretty mud just, as well. So. Just based on, on the size of their forwards and, and how dirty they'd be on last week. Yep. Agreed. And All also, right. fuck, we've got another one. I know, I almost... I almost oh, yeah, two games on Monday this week. What's going on? Oh, 4pm, because we've got the Queen... Is, uh, is there a holiday? There's a Queen... It's, some, it's not here, is there? But somewhere... It must be in New South Wales. They've yeah, got, is yeah, it Queen's birthday, I think? Something. Nice. Yes, yeah, so that, that. Sorry, that game. My mistake. That's four p.m. Then we got the. Then we got the the Monday night game, which is uh, Sharkies versus the Cowboys, and uh, this one's taking place at Reclaim Australia Coliseum, and um, 
good match. This is a fucking like mm. like match of the round, one of the one of the matchups of the year, given the way that the teams are going, yep. kind of situation. You know, top of the table clash. Uh, interesting. Be a nice test for the Sharks. You know, mm-hmm. they've had some good wins um, over the last couple of weeks. They had a very, very good win over the Broncos, who were considered another heavyweight. And if they can take out the Cowboys, then it'd go a long way to, to their credentials as as real, real contenders yep. contenders for the title. Um, the the Cowboys are just never going to be an easy beat. They've got too many players that are too good in their positions yep. um, who either do play origin or should play origin. Um, well oiled so. machine, very settled lineup, not not uh, not uh, uh, crippled by rampant injuries or you know really many injuries at all. I mean, there's not a lot of shuffling they have to do. Yeah. Uh, so, see, in saying that, we have yeah. been seeing a lot of the Cowboys at home. They've had a nice run of yeah. home games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have looked vulnerable on the road before. Um, they didn't last year though when they won the comp. Look, however. So. Where is a casually racist person from North Queensland going to feel the most comfortable at Reclaim Australia Stadium? Exactly. So they're like sister cities, yeah. sister stadiums. That's it. So, yeah, hate differences. <laughs> That is full time for episode 225. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at CWI League, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button there if you haven't already. Believe me, there's like 70% of our population don't want to put their name on it uh, on their real life face Facebook thing. So, uh, you know, I, under, I understand that, but I'm sure there's enough of you that. Um, you know what? If enough people yep. take the time out to make fake Facebook accounts, Mm-hmm. and put a name and TWIL as a surname, eventually Facebook will have to legitimise us yep. as a proper surname. As a nation. That's our first step to, to religious status and a tax-free existence. It's a dream. It's, Fuck, I could do it's it why, around it, in a it's, robot. It's, it's, why, it's why I started podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes review this week from Josh Clark 85 This week in League 5 Stars. Love the podcast. Can't hear the word X Factor the same ever again. Thanks, sir. And uh, yeah, seriously, it's it's so as you see, it's so easy to fucking drop a review in there and drop a rating, even just a star rating uh, into iTunes. So uh, it really helps us. It helps older shows like us. It helps keeps up the top of the table because I mean the the iTunes algorithm is is skewed towards new shows, mm. um, and and who who pick up new subscribers a lot, obviously because they're new. Um, so it, it helps with things like uh. Uh, reviews and uh, and ratings and stuff like that and, so, and subscriptions it helps uh, keep us up the top where we rightly belong it's nice to get a review from somebody mm-hmm. who can use the word X Factor and talk about how fucked it is <laughs> not like this last bunch of degenerates that just went on and typed X Factor X Factor X Factor X Factor <laughs> Thank you for the proper reviews. Yeah, so if you're going to do a review, um, of course, you know, feel free to creatively use X Factor no, for, for the benefit of Jay. <laughs> because he loves it. He brought it on himself. Um, Supercoach, a new leader here. We've got the Wendells on top now by 
fucking decent to buy around things, obviously, fucking people over. Um, and so, yeah, he's uh, the Wendells is up the top now. Mm-hmm. Uh, NZ underscore Magpie 54 in second. Ram and Robbo. I need to ram a bit harder because you drop back to third, son. Bobbers, Pool Sharks, Silver Foxes, Fijian Eels, SFC, and Magookins Army. Uh, and he's moved up to nine. And uh, Far Q All is down to ten. Tipping Whitey on top by 1.71. David Kingston drops back to second. Tied with Desi's Ducks on 70. Then we go back another point to Lemon uh, in fourth. And we've got a couple uh, JB and Noughts there on 68. So three points off the pace. And then we go back another to. Dugs, Tucker, SNS, Marla, and finally Bulldog Wixie comes into 10th on 66, five points off the pace. And um, as always, just want to give a shout out to some other podcasts in the family for those who don't know. If you're into MMA, get around one of my other shows this week in MMA, just look on iTunes for it. And uh, also one with uh, Hilgenfeld um, called the Rocks and Diamonds podcast, which is uh, Hilgenfeld, of course, who did sketches that you would have seen on Twitter and Facebook and that uh, all last season. He's been really fucking slack this season, actually. Uh, but I think he's going to start resuming some uh, some This Week in League-related artwork as well. That's it. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for your company. Oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Fantastic, as always. And listeners, too, of course. And uh, and it just, and I hope you enjoyed the bonus, the Golden Point episode, where we've gone over the two-hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> for your benefit, uh, because believe me, I know I know you people uh, live each each additional minute is just like yeah, you know, just, just sweet sweet nectar <laughs> that sustains you. So uh, you know, congratulations, you got another five this weekend. Uh, if you really want to, if you uh, send a stamped self addressed envelope to this week in league, yep. uh, Nate will actually just pocket dial you and leave you in his pocket as he goes about his day to day business. If two hours isn't enough for you each week, I've got this uh, specially created uh, white noise. <laughs> white noise. I'll put that on a USB and send it to you for yeah, sixty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Plus, you've four easy payments of sixty nine ninety nine, <laughs> and you can return any time after you go through an onerous uh, process that you really won't be worth your time. <laughs> That's it. See you next week. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.